You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. I've got a new kiddo. What? We are now a party of four. Holy shit. I love that show. <laughs> Before they got Lacey Chabert. Chabert. And then it became party of four. Dude, congratulations. Thank you he so much. He looks beautiful. Yeah, James Logan. Mm. Oh, interesting uh, middle name. Is it? Where did that come from? Uh, oh, it was just a family name. <laughs> So you won a bets, and uh, <laughs> I think it sounds nice. It sounds it's, it sounds distinguished. Here's yes. the thing: whenever I would tell people, like, oh, you know, we're leaning towards James Francis, everybody would give us a look, like, really, Francis, really? Yeah, but it's one of those old, you know, how old names are coming back. Yeah, again, Margarets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So instead, we were kind of throwing names around, and I was like, "What about Logan?" And we kind of liked it. We would kind of repeat it yes, and say, "We're like, it's not to like James Logan." That sounds really good. Uh, and it turned out like he was uh, like a statesman from from Ireland that became like the mayor of oh. uh, of like Cleveland, Ohio, or something. He's got his own airport, or, or I know Pennsylvania that. Logan International. Airport. Sounds about right. He's also got a movie, a couple movies <laughs> named after him. No, so different uh, guy. I so think. that's that's. I thought that was it was cool. I, I mean, love it, dude. Yeah, he's he's man, he's a chill baby. Is he? I, I, at least I feel like he is compared to Harper. Compared to Harper, like I feel like he is a much more chill infant. Um, obviously, he still cries at the the key moments. Well, sure. Feed me, change me. Still a baby. Uh huh. Um, I think one of the things that's been the most stressful is that Sarah's been taking like this class for her master's degree. You, oh, that kind of class. She's yeah. She's <laughs> a pole dancing class. <laughs> no, I thought you meant like your Lamaze class. Uh, no, we did do that, yeah. which didn't come in handy. How'd that, how'd that work out? It didn't come in handy. All right, good to so, know. So uh, I, I was telling you some of the story before we started recording. Uh, Thursday, <laughs> this would be Thursday the eighteenth. Now? Yeah, 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 exactly. I'm like, what day was my son born? Uh, <laughs> You're going to want to commit that one to memory. Thursday the 18th, she comes home. I'm working from home because my car, the, now it's the oh, transmission. The car, of course. There's which, always something. Which uh, Christian Brothers... Christian Brothers going to help you they, out? No, they're not. No. <laughs> they quoted me like 7500 Jesus. You for, just get a new car at that point, man. Exactly. Yeah. So I took it to another transmission shop, and they took a look at it, and they're like, yeah, we can confirm. You do need a new transmission. Uh... And it's going to be thirty one hundred. Oh, wow. And I was like, well, that sounds a little more reasonable. That sounds like what I'm supposed to be paying for a transmission. Yeah. So I was like, go ahead and do it. Interesting. We'll, we'll, fi- we'll figure this out. Uh, so I should have the car back on Friday. Woo! Woo-hoo! But, okay, so I was working from home, uh, finished up some work, got in the shower, heard the door open, mm-hmm. and I'm like, uh-oh, either my wife's come home or someone has broken in the house <laughs> and I'm about to get raped. Uh, and I <laughs> Those didn't, are two extremes. I, I didn't, which I guess is good. Uh, the, uh, the, the So I, I finished cleaning up. I, I see her. I'm like, hey, babe. She's like, hi. I'm like, you're home early. She's like, yeah, my water broke. I was like, oh, <laughs> so maybe I should get some stuff and, and we yeah, can this we is can the moment. Out. And she said, she was like, no, I'm going to just relax a little bit. Maybe go pick up Harper uh, and then come back and nap. I was like, what? She's like, yeah, well, you remember when Harper was born, like my water broke and we didn't have the baby until like. One o'clock the next day. Oh, really? So let's not long labor. Let's, yeah, let's not freak out. Let's just see what happens. You know, the contractions. I'm keeping track of the contractions when they're happening. It's nothing too bad right now. I was like, all right. Well, I have a voice session scheduled at Funimation, <laughs> so maybe I should get that canceled. Maybe I should move. It. She said, no, go go do it. And it went. We went back and forth a little bit on it, but I ended up going. 
Because she was like, we have hours. Go. Go do this. Uh, all I was right. like, all right, well, you let me she know. She would if know, right? Change, you can't argue with exactly. her. Exactly. If things change, let me know, and I will come running back. So I go do my voice session. I get there about a half oh, hour no. early. And uh, the director's like, hey, man, what's going on? How you doing? I go, not bad. My wife's water broke. And he was like, <laughs> the fuck are you even doing exactly. here? Yeah. So uh, I explained. I'm like, no, she told me to come. She told me to, to come do this. And, and then he's like, dude, it's just anime. It's not, you know what? Fuck it. You're here. I've got like four or five lines for you. Just get in the booth right now and I'll take care of you before everybody else gets here. And so I did That's that. Sporting of him. Yeah. And, uh, and so he, he got me recorded and I was out the door actually two minutes before the session was supposed to start. Nice. Uh, and so I tell, I text Sarah. I'm like, I'm on my way home. She says, cool. I was like, all right. So obviously she must be okay. <laughs> Everything's okay. Cause she's getting like, a response. So yeah, no I panic. Drive home takes me about forty minutes to get home. Uh, and so I walk in. I don't. I don't hear anything. I assume she and the baby are still napping or something. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I, I look outside and I see the gates open out back. Mm. And the dog is nowhere to be seen. I'm like, fuck. Did this dog oh, run away? No. I'm like, not today, because we're gonna have to go to the hospital soon. So I run out there and I call for the dog. He immediately comes in. And I'm like, oh well. I, there was okay. a part of me hoping that you would run away. <laughs> and so I close oh, the poor gate, little Vingman. come back inside, and uh, as I come back inside, I hear coming from the bathroom, uh, I was like, oh, no. oh, shit. That's never good. And so I walk over to the bathroom, and there's Sarah. She's she's letting the water drain out of the bathtub, and I'm like, are you okay? She's like, I thought I'd get in the bath. It's supposed to slow down the process. Well, she knew all the rules, man. And I was like, okay. Well-versed. According to some people, it also can stimulate the process. Oh, well, then, you know. <laughs> so it's hey, you got a 50-50 chance. You might as well just try everything. I don't like that kind of, I don't like that kind of medicine at all. Uh, and so we're, we're struggling. Like, the baby, or Harper, is still, like, napping in our room. Oh, no. And she's not really napping. I turn on the light, and she looks like she's terrified of what's <gasps> going on with mommy. In the oh, she can hear. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, come on, come on, baby, ba- baby, brother's coming. Yeah, we got to go. You got to be. We got to be strong for mommy now. And she's Aww. like, okay. And she like gets up Aww. and she's like helping me out. We're getting Sarah stuck good in the sister car. She's gonna be very good. And so we get everything. We're starting to get things packed, and I'm like, Sarah's slowly getting dressed. She's like leaning on something, just like oh, man. She's having a hard time. Uh, and at that moment, uh, my neighbors, who one of them I went to college with, oh yeah, uh, Ryan comes driving up, and they're like, "Hey neighbor, how you doing?" I go, "Sarah's just gone into labor. <laughs> we need to go. Hey, can can you guys help me out?" And they're like, "Absolutely." That's... So I throw the house key at them, and I'm like, "Can you just let the dog in in a few minutes, and then lock up, and then I'll I'll just give you a call." Absolutely, dude. If there's anything else you need, oh. let us know. And so I get Sarah, finally get Sarah in the car, and we drive to the hospital, and she's having contractions, like bad contractions, every like two, two minutes. Ugh, and it's supposed to be rough. like, you're supposed to like be minutes. in the hospital, like if it's coming like every every five minutes. Yeah, seven or um, something, right? And so we get to that, and I'm like, at, at one point, she, she's like nonstop moaning through the contractions. Oh, and I'm like, baby. holy shit, she's going to have this baby in the car. Oh, shit. We get to the hospital, roll into uh, labor and delivery. Her mom and sister are already there. I nice. guess she had called them. And uh, and so I get her, I get the, the, the I get Harper set, uh, and they walk over to the delivery room, get things signed in. I drop things off, and now I've got to go move the car because they're like, you can only park there for 15 minutes. <laughs> well, is there a like, fucking valet like, for the when you roll there, up there with your fucking a different pregnant entrance. wife? Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, so I end up, I go and I move the car. It takes me forever to find a parking spot. I come walking in, and her mother's like, thank God you got back when you did. I'm pretty sure she's about to give birth to oh, this baby. Oh, no. 
And so I'm, I'm like, holy fuck. So I'm like holding hands with her. I'm, I'm, you know, you're beautiful. You're doing great. Her sister's doing the same thing on the Aww. other side. And like, she is just moaning through these contractions. I've got two nurses that are trying to ask everybody questions because we haven't really properly checked in yet. It's confusing. Oh, and, right. Yeah, you so went right like, into the yeah, labor. So they're like asking, Whoa. so do you do this? Who's your doctor? Who's that? This is, and they're asking <laughs> that's the, Sarah. And I'm that's like, the worst I can possible help. time exactly. to I'm be like, asking Let questions. me try to help. And so I'm like answering it. They're like, okay, yeah. And like they're like, man, we probably need to get a doctor doctor here and even her sister's like this is happening guys so where's the do you have a doctor no doctor was there yet they kept calling they kept calling the doctor on duty and he didn't show up he hasn't been answering at one point they get on the phone like can we get a resident in here or something and at one point they're like no there's no one that we can call right now (gasps) and almost like uh (laughs) like tenacious d's tribute the two (laughs) nurses they looked at each other and they each said Okay, <laughs> and they they just put on gloves. And Let's stuff and do like, this. They're like, okay, we're going to do this. I'm thing. picturing a lot of like uh, close up swish pans of like <laughs> gloves snapping on, yes. tying on the uh, face mask, garter belt. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Strapping up the shield. <laughs> uh, and so, while at, at some point the head is now just starting to like crown. Okay, it, without graphic. anybody helping, like they're they're telling Sarah to like don't push, and Sarah's like, I ain't I'm not. He's just coming on his own <laughs> through gritted teeth and so, <laughs> yeah so at some point they're like they're getting there and they're trying to like get ready to deliver and this is when dr fucking casual comes walking oh in. great yeah and he's like wiping his hands with like the the sanitizer he's like hi i'm dr enzor it's nice to meet you and i'm like yeah cool we're we're, we're in the yes. middle of something here and he's mm-hmm. like okay and he's just casual like like Stephen wright like just like oh, slowly no. going in here talking <laughs> to us well i'm really excited for you guys and he's sitting down and he pulls up a chair. He's still not really looking at what's going on. Oh, no. Putting on his little paper booties. He looks up and he sees that our son is now like past his shoulders oh, on his way out. That's what he said. Really? <laughs> yes. He, <laughs> he looks up and goes, oh, shit. <laughs> like, wow. It just like kind of gets his little gloves and stuff. And it gets his hands there just in time to pull the baby, the, the legs, the rest oh, of the I'm way I'm glad out. he contributed. Right? Sarah and I Earned like, his paycheck Sarah that day. Sarah and I are huh? like, how much do we really need to pay him? How yeah. much do we have to pay him? Mm-hmm. Because it's like it's like paying full price for a late pizza when the doctor shows up. Yeah, that's that right. Like I could have done all that. You forgot an item. <laughs> so I hate uh, when that happens. So yeah. So the the baby was born within a half hour of us being at the hospital. Wow, that's the way to do it. Just knock it out. And then they still kept us for like two days. Well, sure. Yeah, you want to monitor and everything. Yeah, for so, safety, right? Uh, there was a, there were a little uh, there was a little bit of a, a scare. Like he, oh no, he failed his hearing <gasps> screening. Oh, at poor, first poor guy. And then they did it again. He he passed it. A little the fluid time. in there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, but I was all like, hey, did you see the movie Creed two? Uh, I just saw it watching it uh, over somebody's shoulder on a oh, plane. Okay, so I saw the last half on mute. So there's there's a whole bit when they have their son, oh, and uh, and they her. find out because Tessa Thompson's character is deaf. Mm. And oh, I didn't know she's that. Worried. She's like, oh my gosh, you know, is this a genetic thing? Do I have to worry about that? And they end up doing the test, and they find out that this baby is also going to be hard of hearing. Oh no! And like I'm having Creed two moments where I'm like. Uh, Fuck. Okay. What? What do we, we? We can work through this. We could do this. It'll be fine. It'll be a little more complicated, but we can. We can work this stuff out. And then he passed. I'm like, thank God. Yeah, thank, I know, right? Thank God. So now, yeah, we've got Yay. a we got, we got healthy a baby bouncing boy. baby boy. Yes, James Logan, and huh? uh, and we've got a, a, a three, almost four year old daughter that's starting to regress a little bit because oh that, that attention. A little she, jealous. I don't. I don't think she's jealous. Rearing its ugly, but head. she just doesn't. She's not used to not being the center of attention. Yeah, well, it's life. That's a hard Lechaim. lesson to learn. <laughs> to life. 
Uh, so yeah, dude. That's, dude, that's, congratulations. Thank you very much. So happy much. for you guys. And sorry we didn't say anything until like three days later. It's okay. We were off the grid, man. <laughs> you were t- we were like camping. The grid. The grid. <laughs> Imagine the circuits or highways. We got out. <laughs> I got in. Uh, the, the baby got out. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's what he says <laughs> in the movie. I got in. No, I know he doesn't. He made it odd and sexual. Much like... It's the theme for the day. The movie. Of Avengers Endgame. Du jour, no. yeah. yeah. What a cock fest of that. Hey, Let's talk about that later. Absolutely, because there's no way to talk about it without getting in spoilers. There's no uh-huh. point in talking about it without spoiling and, it. And part of me, because I know you had mentioned, you're like, hey, dude, we could either do that or we could talk about Avengers Endgame. For we an could episode. do a whole fucking episode on and it, I'm frankly. Like, I just feel like everybody's talking about Avengers yeah. Endgame, and everyone's still like in spoiler, like, don't fucking spoil anything. Uh, what, what, what color is shoes? You said what color his shoes are? You <laughs> spoil the movie. Like, just calm the fuck down. We've never been concerned about uh, spoilers here on the editing bay, if you're a listener. Apologize. No, dude, I am absolutely, like, personally, I get I get concerned with spoilers. I totally get oh, it. I, I get I, not I, wanting to have something it. spoiled. Yeah. But if I, I feel like if I go on social media mm-hmm. and I see someone has posted something about it. It's on you. That's also kind of on me. It's a dick move I, on their part. A, but, it uh, is. Absolutely. You're going to play in the wild, wild west. You, you might get shot. I, I am not the boss of you. So I don't. I don't get to tell you, like, don't post this, don't post that. You know what? I think we can all agree. Don't post kitty porn. Like, don't post... Yeah, I can get behind that. I can tell you, don't post kitty porn. Wow. But other than, like, like, talk about, (laughs) talking about, like, movies, man, you watched a movie, you watched a TV show, you really liked it. You want to talk about it. you want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Okay, that makes sense. Now, thankfully, there are people that got hip to it, and they've made, like, spoiler discussion groups. So it's like, That's hey, join my group do. and we yeah. can talk about it. But you know what? It's still, if I see something on social media, it's on me. It's also on That's me. Right. I have a responsibility to go, okay, if I don't want this thing spoiled for me, I have to have the self-control to just not engage. I specifically avoided uh, a lot of social media j- because I-, I was hearing horror stories about like people just posting uh, just YouTube videos and right there in the title, putting major spoilers. Like, yeah. You can't avoid it. Like Your eyes... It's like seeing a beautiful woman. Like what, your eyes are drawn. What do you feel about the out of context spoilers? Um, I know what you're talking about, and I can't get behind that either because yeah. just talking about a character, like, oh, I didn't know that character was. Gonna, why are we talking about this character now? Yeah. You're cued in. Now you know, like, oh, uh-huh. there's going to be some, and now I've got my eye on that character throughout the movie. Absolutely. So I don't even like knowing. In fact, I had learned something without getting into spoilers. No spoilers yet. Uh, I had learned, or not learned something, but thought I had, spo- uh, something had been spoiled for me. Uh, so went into it, didn't tell Jenna, but went into the movie thinking I knew what was going to happen to this character. Didn't end up happening. So I was oh, like, nice. oh, uh, maybe I'm... Your your expectations were subverted. It was nice, and it was a great way to experience that film, because I was waiting for that moment that yeah. it never came. That's good. Yeah. It's kind of like prom night. Uh, This is the Editing Bay on the Next Wave Radio Network My name is Joe My name is Joel And this is where we come to talk about movies Sometimes they're good movies Sometimes bad movies Sometimes late night Cinemax Softcore porn Yeah No matter what the case We will come back here and talk about it Spoilers With each other and with you Our lovely Editing Bay listeners Please take part in the discussion Go to facebook.com slash editing bay Or just in the search bar Put in Editing Bay And that's going to bring up that image Of the woman with the bleeding eyes Mm -hmm. Click on that And that's where you can talk back to us And uh, tell us what you think If you have ideas for movies for us to talk about in the future, go ahead and put your suggestions there. Uh, So this is, it's a little late. The reason why we were doing this is because last week, the 22nd, was Jeffrey Dean Morgan's birthday. 
And we know Jeffrey Dean Morgan from The Losers, from That's Rampage, right. uh, Walking from Watchmen, Dead. Walk, Walking Dead. Uh, dude is all over the place, and he's one of the most charis- supernatural. Oh, my God. He's such oh, yeah. a charismatic, natural actor. Uh, so they, I thought, hey, that'd be fun. We could kind of talk about Jeffrey yeah. Dean Morgan. Love him. Uh, let's find something that's uh, a little obscure that he was a part of. <laughs> Boy, is this. And when I was looking through the IMDb credits, I saw his name attached to this movie, which was a film that I saw. Yo, you knew my, of it. In my late teen years. I may have seen it, but it's hard to tell because it's not scrambled. <laughs> so if this were scrambled in kind of like a greenish You'd tint. Like, oh, yeah. Like, I remember I this remember one. this one. But this watching one sounded it pretty good. In, uh, in fairly good quality and uh-huh. color. Um, it was new to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't wait to get into it. What we're talking about is <laughs> 19, 1995's Undercover, or also known as Undercover Heat. Yes, if you're looking it up on IMDb, that's how it's referred to. Starring uh, Athena Massey. Starring. Uh, <laughs> Tim Tabak. Uh, but oh, no, love him. There, there, there is a, a person that you have heard of in this movie, mm-hmm. and that's uh, what uh, uh, Foster. Uh, yeah, Meg, Meg Foster. Meg Foster from Star Trek. She was in Star Trek Three, yes, uh, and she was also in Masters of the Universe. She played Eva Lynn. That's right. She got those uh, crystal blue eyes. Yeah, makes you think she's blind. A little red hair, a little bit. Yeah. So this is a woman that's got a couple of major studio credits under her. Sure, pretty big get. Yeah. And in retrospect, having Jeffrey Dean Morgan in this, uh, whoever, <laughs> whoever the casting director was for this, what, what is essentially a Skinamax softcore porn. Two a.m. This is a softcore, softcore porn. porn movie. We watched softcore porn. <laughs> of course, Sarah was Joe, not Joe, happy. You, you don't have to tell me. <laughs> she was not happy. She was like, "So what are you watching? Do you want to just watch it?" I'm like, "I can't watch it with you. I can't watch that." Jenna must have thought this was like the biggest ruse in order for me to get. Hey, listen, I don't want to watch this porn, but uh, Joe's making me do it. So sorry. Can I watch it with? No, nope. nope. Sorry, nope. Gotta be, is it one? I'm taking extensive notes. You need to be alone. This is an important one, preferably with a white noise machine this one on for, the background. For Jeffrey Dean Morgan. We're, we're watching for him. Uh, this movie directed by Gregory Dark. <laughs> directed. Who's also credited as what? Gregory Hippolyte. Hippolyte? Mm, okay. Uh, he worked on a lot of music videos, and he did a shit ton of TNA movies. That's believable. Okay, how about this, though? <laughs> he directed episode uh, season seven, episode 40 of WWE Monday Night Raw. Oh, wow. <laughs> Highlight of his career. <laughs> right. Uh, Bulk of the series. This dude. might shock you. There was no budget or box office information for this movie. I know it's impossible to find. <laughs> think maybe no was... Rotten Tomatoes score <laughs> for Undercover Heat. So, uh, so just so you know, what company this movie's in? Other movies that came out in 1995. Oh, my favorite part. Hmm. Braveheart. <laughs> Toy Story. It's funny that we're even seven. comparing <laughs> seven. Heat. Apollo thirteen. Oh, close. The Usual Suspects. Yeah. Twelve Monkeys. Casino. Goldeneye. Clueless. Jumanji. Empire Records. Billy Madison. Mortal Kombat, Judge Dredd, Tank Girl, Mallrats, and Die Hard with a Vengeance. That's well, in good company. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Except not shown in the same venues, one would imagine. Well, I mean, as those fine films. I, I can understand now why it's called Undercover Heat because this movie's basically heat. Yeah. With fucking, with like a lot of tits. <laughs> well, but is it fucking, Joe? If Al Pacino was was a, a southern a southern girl who became a police officer. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> Do you like that? I love how like the opening shot, the movie opening shot. With, with tits. Tits. It's like right up front. <laughs> well, you got to make a promise to the audience, Joe, that you're going to deliver on what it's, they're expecting. It's the mission statement of the movie, basically. It's like, uh, it's like the, the, that uh, monologue that uh, Burt Reynolds has in Boogie Nights. Yeah. Where he's like, you want to make him... Uh, 
<laughs> stick around afterwards. There you go. They're invested in the characters. So, oh, no pun intended with the sticking around. It's part. um, it's an opening shot of tits, mm-hmm. and I I transcribed the monologue that we hear. <laughs> oh, let's hear it because she several times throughout this film, Joe does our protagonist. We hear, hear her narrating inner thoughts. Her inner thoughts. This movie plays out like she's. Go with me here. Okay. It, this movie plays out like she is either. Like, formerly a man who is now stuck in a woman's body. <laughs> oh, it's experiencing things for the <laughs> like, first time? Yeah, experiencing things for the first time. I like or that. Or she's dead. And, like, right? is just a passenger now in, in like... In somebody, in else's, somebody conscience. else's conscience. That's dark. Yeah. But, I mean, that's... But also sexy. But those... <laughs> well, this movie is... If it's anything, it is sexy. It is. Uh, so this is her monologue that she's talking about. While we see her, like, her, her tits and yep. her ass and she's, she's getting covering dressed. up. Yeah. Uh-huh. My whole life, all I ever wanted was to be on my own. Well, I got what I wanted. I'm on my own now, and it's scary. It's really scary sometimes. My whole life, I had my father and my two older brothers. I was never, ever alone. I was protected. I know they'd love me, and they'd love me to death. It wasn't just protection. It was more like house arrest. I mean, basically, it's a long, drawn-out monologue. This, this whole movie is just kind of like explaining to the audience that C- Cindy really needs to get some serious fucking out yes, of the system. Some deep dicking, as mall rats would say. <laughs> the, uh, there's there's no there, there's no plot to this movie. There's no, well, no. like so someone gets killed well, in the beginning of. of the movie. Yeah, she's a cop. A woman gets killed in the beginning of the movie and so the police decide, you know, we need to put someone on the inside. We need to infiltrate. We need to infiltrate a whorehouse. Penetrate almost. <laughs> and so we're going to send this woman in. Yeah. Well, and they don't she, have to send her, Joe. And they don't. She's like, <laughs> she, "I need to do this." No, dude, the, the that's the weirdest thing is like she <laughs> It's not even like it takes that long. Like, like she's know, just she's... kind of. Like, we have a couple of times where they had, they were setting it up where they have like certain John set up to ask for her and then just play cards. But coincidentally, right. it's always like she gets stuck with the wrong guy. Uh oh, what is she gonna do? Put in a precarious can't, situation. Can't, she can't blow her cover. That's so right. She should just blow this guy. Guess I'm gonna have to yeah. <laughs> play the part. And so, like, that's kind of what happens. And then she realizes, like. She likes it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm. a little too much. And they have like scenes, her and her captain. They have scenes where he's like, You mean Sergeant Gold? Sergeant Gold. <laughs> <laughs> With his Tim, Tim, Tom Selleck, Tim Selleck. <laughs> Tim Selleck's the lesser brother of Tom, Tom Selleck. Selleck. <laughs> With his Tom Selleck mustache. Yeah. And he's like, Damn it, Cindy, I'm taking you out of there. <laughs> and they have this whole discussion. I, I, do, where... hold on, I do love that scene because <laughs> she's being totally calm and rational about the whole thing. She's like, Man, you know, we just do this and we can do this, and and then we'll get him. And he's <laughs> yeah. like, he's like, all right, that's it, you're out. <laughs> Jen and I were both like, what? Wait, what's going on? And he's like, you're too passionate. You, you can't think straight. You're talking to mom and man. <laughs> She's so slow. She's like, what are you talking about? There you go, talking back again. You're too close to this. Man. What would your father say? What would your father say? <laughs> I'm glad we're not the only ones who thought that, too. He's like, what are you talking about? She's being so level-headed right now. He's like, like, whoa, you crossed the line. He's like, I gave you 48 hours. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, Uh, and you haven't, we haven't finished the 48 hours. It's like, no. But look, there there are problems. There are still problems, though, on her end of what's going on here. First off, the the fact that, like, she gets, she lucks out the first couple of times where she gets with the wrong John, and he's like, now hit me. And she just punches him yeah, the fuck out. Yeah, Oops. And then has this dumb conversation with Meg Foster who's like, 
You could have killed him. Yes, he meant to what be paddled. He, he wanted to be paddled. Either way, he paid double because he really liked it. Ooh. But don't ever do it again. <laughs> wait, <laughs> it's like, well, maybe wait, you got paid double. <laughs> sounds like a pretty good money-making venture. Why don't you add it to the menu? Know, right? One of the many tiers that she gets moved this, up. This movie, obviously written by a, a dude. <laughs> well, it's, yeah. it's obviously... But no, what I'm saying is, like, the way that everything is set up, like... The, this whole every every time there's dialogue, mm-hmm. it isn't dialogue that propels or develops. I can't. <laughs> you're realizing how ridiculous <laughs> you know what the I'm is. That's the word you're coming to your mouth. <laughs> you picked it, man. It is, it's, it's, the dialogue doesn't. But I'm just saying, like, like the story just doesn't make sense. Writing any writer has to have like. I, I want to believe that at least everything that's ever written has to come from some place, because some you know, artistic place. It could have been like you know a young J.J. Abrams working on <laughs> something like this, right? No, I first mean, we have a young Jeffrey have, Dean Morgan. Yeah, exactly. The dude had to have read this script and went, hmm. All right, I'm in. Ramon, I like this character. Yeah. I think I like what I'm going to be able to do. Do here. something with him, yeah. <laughs> he, and he does make it his own. To be fair, he's not bad. He's not. You you see the little glimpses. And the glimmer he's, in his eye. He's one of the few watchable people in this movie. That's true. When he performs, even though he's still green. Like, he is super green. Yeah. Uh, it feels very soap opera-ish. Yes. Uh, and a lot of that has to do with just the way it's shot. This is very... Like, it feels like that first Resident Evil game, where it's just like, <laughs> high-angle shots. Yes. And then just... Cameras just, in the corner. Just capturing everything. cameras. Snaps for no just jet. like Athena Massey running around. Yep, pretty much. Yep. Uh, um, Tits out. <laughs> <laughs> So, so we broke a joke. So, so the dialogue. What I would say, the dialogue doesn't. Yeah. it doesn't seem to develop or propel anything that's going on in this movie. It is just meant to let us know where everybody else is and what everyone is thinking. <laughs> that is true. Yes, like, like the, the the scene. And I'm skipping right to the end. I'm spoiling what happens with oh, Ramon. spoilers. Look at everybody with Jeffrey Dean Morgan's Ramon character. Oh God! But yeah. he has this talk with Cindy, who's and he's like, "It's our protagonist, so, by the way." So you're not going to help. You're not going to do anything. Mm-hmm. He killed my sister, and you're not going to. Fuck it. I'll, I'll figure it out myself. Drives and off. She, like, I guess, what did he do? He tracked her back to her home and figured out she was a cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he's like, uh, so get the force on this. And she's like, I can't do it. This is our opera. We have to do it this way. He's mm-hmm. like, fine, I'll do it myself. And he goes, <laughs> I turn him into Jay Baruchel. <laughs> fine. I'll, I'll find the guy who killed my sister. <laughs> Uh, and so all of a sudden we hear like a car start up. Yeah, she sits back down on the couch, <laughs> wide shot, and then a middle sc- of the day. A scree- screech, screech, and she looks out the window and it's like, oh no, Ramon. And then runs off. <laughs> and runs off. Hard cut to... Ramon's dead. Hard cut to the next scene. There's like 10 minutes left in the movie by this point. <laughs> Ramon has been a fairly central character. <laughs> yes. And they were kind of setting up like they were going to hook up, right? Maybe they were going to fuck. Like if you've ever seen... Uh, softcore porn jail. <laughs> Besides this movie, I guess. Tell, tell me. Well, I had to, I, as Jen and I were watching this, I had to explain to her like kind of the rules of softcore, like what makes something a softcore versus hardcore, why they can show it on a on a cable channel, like not cable, on a what a, on a, a cable, yeah, a pay, cable network, yeah. Well, but it's not. It's like extended. You have to pay for it, like but a pay a premium, channel, a premium, a cable premium channel. channel, like Cinemax at two a.m. That anybody can get. You know, you subscribe to the... Well, I did the 150 channels because I want to get Fox News. Well, guess what? You're also getting Cinemax with softcore porn movies showing oh, yeah, uh, yeah. after midnight that's on That's one on of the Saturday, best. Right? That's, that's the best thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, on those free preview that's weekends. How, how we grew up. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah dude. Uh, that's how they get you. 
but there's certain things that they can't do. There are no no's. Otherwise, it gets elevated to an X, yeah, X rating. There can't and then, be any insertion. No insertion, no penetration. Yeah. Not even any, no, no penis. Uh-huh. You don't see any penis. At one point, we do see a little bit of a pube, A little right? bit of pube, yeah. See, a little bit of pube as the camera pans up. You know, everybody's licking each other. Like, they were actually, like, tongue kissing. So there was that one dude who was getting really aggressive. And yeah. I kind of, if you looked at the two girls, he was having a threesome. If you look at the two girls. Best scene in the movie. They kind of look. They kind of, I picked it up. It's actually cut out in, in the, uh, this is really? this was the extended oh, we, edition. We have the special edition. Yeah. Well, thank you for uh, sharing this with me. <laughs> well, remain in my collection. Uh, but no, yeah, he seemed like, um, this is my one shot. Like, they're contractually obliged to make out with me. Uh-huh. When these cameras are rolling, He's, I'm just going to give it all my got. Because what are they going to do? They can't yell cut. We'll just have to do it again. Uh-huh. So they're just going to power through. They it wasn't feel just like, him, though. Like There were a couple other ones where yeah. she's like tongue kissing well, that's people. That's the director. And- Oy, 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 dude, that's disgusting. You know, you don't use tongue when you kiss. <laughs> not, not when I'm acting with somebody. I don't lick the inside of somebody's mouth. No, like that's what that guy was doing. <laughs> like, what, he's like, what is that? A cold? He sword? was like, an, he was like an anteater <laughs> looking for ants. An aardvark. What is uh, the difference between an anteater and an aardvark? Uh, well, one is spelled anteater, that's and the great. other one is spelled aardvark. That's probably all there is. There you go. Uh, so yeah, so the rules of of uh, softcore porn: no penetration, no penis. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> like this, this is like it's like the Monster Squad. <laughs> well, I was where uh, we're like we play a couple of kids, and now like <laughs> legendary <laughs> legendary softcore porn actors are coming to get us. So what are the rules of softcore porn? <laughs> First rule of you don't talk about softcore porn. Um, no, there's that you can't do that. They don't really. You can't be too vigorous with yeah. the lovemaking. Everything uh-huh. has to seem very kind of sensual. If you get done, too rowdy, done to the soundtrack. <laughs> oh, there was some recycling of music tracks in here, by the way, too. Oh yeah, I feel like <laughs> they bought maybe three tracks and we're just trying to like stretch them out throughout the entirety of this film. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what are the rules of what are the rules of being a madam? Mm. Do you know that? Because I like how like some dude calls up to get a hooker. Uh-huh. And like Meg Foster's on the phone, and she's like, "Yes, she's free." I'm like, "What? <laughs> do you, like, do you just you didn't even consult a calendar or a schedule? You just <laughs> she knows she's got it all know. up there. That's so weird. That's what makes a good madam. That's what makes her Mrs. V. Get it, V. Her vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for spelling that out. So they uh, so this hooker gets killed, uh-huh. and the police, Cindy and and Hunt and and Tim Tabak, Sergeant Gold, <laughs> yes. they show up on the scene. And, like, the most disrespectful people with a dead body <laughs> hanging around. They are so... They're laughing about fucking hookers, like, in front of a dead body. Yeah. And they're, they're laughing about it. And, like, there's... There's no time for any of them to give fucks. And then they're like, they're like you know what? We're going to have to go in. And they're like, that sounds good. That sounds good, Captain. I'm like... There's a dead woman right here still. <laughs> like it sounds good. What the, what the fuck? We're so casual. And then he tells he tells Athena Massey, he tells Cindy, go down to the lockup uh-huh. and get some fucking clothes, get some hooker clothes, <laughs> yes, so this. we can put you in. What the kind of police house. department, by the way? Like that's breaking some HR. That's some and, violations right there. And it's probably not very hygienic either. Not hygienic. And then all yeah, exactly. Like where have they been? And then also he's like. He makes her like model for them. Like, yeah, come into my office. We got to make Let sure. See. examine the goods. <laughs> but but really then, creepy. Before that happens, there's a scene. They they like toss scenes in between moments where I feel like maybe they weren't supposed to be like that. Like the sequencing is all off. Where he tells her to go to the lockup, get suited up. Then she's like at home and she's like, "This is going to cost the police a fortune." 
and she gets clothes and she starts modeling in front of a mirror yep. all these different like hooker outfits or whatever then when she gets back she's back in the department and it's what she got from the lockup and it's the most like tacky looking <laughs> yes. it's the most tacky looking hooker that's shit. what you chose yeah. yeah i'm like you know this we all know like even if you were this person that you're pretending to be even though you're pretending to be someone, you're using your real name <laughs> in your undercover persona. They'll never see it coming. <laughs> but they're going to see me coming. <laughs> <laughs> so she, But she goes and she's dressed like this like streetwalker hooker. And she's got this whole backstory about how like she, she spent time with Just, Tracy. I love her motivation for joining the, uh, the lucrative world of being a high-end escort. Well, I figured you guys had an opening. She was so indebted to her, her dead hooker friend that she's, she's going to pick up her, her mantle <laughs> as a way of, to honor the life of Tracy. I like when Meg Foster's interviewing her. Yeah. And like Athena Massey. Like Cindy, I, I gotta Cindy. keep. I yeah, gotta yeah, keep yeah. Using actresses' names, like people know. Cindy, 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 and Mrs. V. Cindy immediately dives into awkwardly dives into her back cover story, <laughs> right. like unprompted. It <laughs> yes. starts answering questions, and I'm like, "This is the fucking worst." And I really <laughs> thought that it was, work. I thought it was going to be like she's so bad at it, and that's how Mrs. V catches her. But no, that's just the way that she buys Massey is like yeah. delivering the dialogue. It's a nuanced performance. <laughs> well, we called her Trey. I'm like no one asked. No one asked. She's like, "Well, you were a friend of Tracy's in prison. We called her Trey." <laughs> Thanks for that little nugget. <laughs> Nothing to do with topic at hand. Can I? Can I finish what I was going to ask? now? <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> oh man, what uh, did you think of that actress, Athena Massey? Uh okay. So sh- think I, about her in in which way? <laughs> as a package, as a whole, I think that she is. Stunning, at least in 1995. Oh my god, like, she's insanely stunning. Abs, like it's kind of uh, like she, considering uh, how she looks, why she was cast uh, primarily, but you still needed somebody to act. She is better than she has any business being. I would say in this film, really better oh. than she has any business being. She has moments. I would say she's not completely horrible yeah of the female actresses in this film notwithstanding meg foster mm-hmm. esteemed meg foster uh <laughs> she holds her own or at least you know she's she's the next best actress in this film would you say that compared to rain compared oh, no, to yeah, yeah no rain, rain is typical stripper when number you two. when you put it in that context would you agree she's the second best actress in the movie <laughs> Yeah, I guess I would have to go with you on that journey, but I do think she's pretty fucking horrible. She's not. Ho- oh, she's not horrible. She's pretty bad, man. She's she's, she's like better than the. Uh, how many of these chapter of films have you seen? Joe? She is like Harrison Ford in interviews. <laughs> she's <laughs> like, not given much there. No, she's not giving. She's she's I, trying to be realistic. I want to know about Tracy. <laughs> Tell me more about it. She knows enough not to do like stage acting for screen. You okay. know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got you. It's uh, it's a little understated. Uh, and the she, moments, and, and I mean, think about the ridiculous things that the scriptwriter is putting in here. That she has to every time she like sees herself in the mirror, she's always like, "We're always hearing her inner monologue." Oh my god! Oh, I can't believe I'm doing is this. Is that me? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but maybe just this once, you know, stuff like that. Ridiculous stuff, but she's <laughs> kind of pulling it off, like putting her in a police cap and then like, like weird that. negligee <laughs> when she walks. Just the boobs hanging out. <laughs> Are, like, were we supposed to be fooled for a split second that, like, ooh, she's this busting Actually, yeah, exactly, no. <laughs> well, again, another rule of uh, softcore porn is you've got to have some nudity. You've got to have a sex scene, like, every five to ten minutes. Yeah, and... There's a good dozen or so in this film. And usually, with, with a film like this, that, you know, you actually have some, like, 
some people that have done legitimate work, you would think that your your protagonist, your star, would maybe do like two nude scenes, two oh, love right. scenes. Yeah. They fucked her over in whatever her contract was. <laughs> she does like, it. She's they like, exploit the fuck out of Athena Massey in yeah, this movie. She's in every scene, basically. Every single sex scene. For the most part. They have her every chance they have to get her naked, they take it. And I mean we'll we'll touch on that later. <laughs> but it's Don't like say that. she's she's got that but she is better than Rain. She's definitely yes. better who was in Showgirls, I think is what I had seen her she? before. Yeah. She, she plays like Sounds one of the right. strippers at like the small town club that Elizabeth Berkeley starts at. Yeah. Uh but coming soon to an episode of the editing base, by the way. She's so bad. And they are talking about Tracy at one point, and I'm convinced that they are about to fuck. Oh yes, like, yes. Like I, like, I remember. Are you guys about to fuck? And then she's kind of getting turned on thinking about, about she's it. She's like, "You've got it, Cindy. You totally have it." And yeah, she's like, I'll I show do, you. Not like you. And she's like, "I'll show Joel." <laughs> and this is like the kind of shit that I feel like <laughs> guys women, think girls not, have these conversations. The, the guys think girls have these discussions. Man, so not sexy. only do girls not have these discussions, <laughs> but I think that it's so stupid that a dude would think that women have these discussions. Right? Because then you would have to think that. Guys would also have these discussions. Joel, what if I was like, oh, yeah. Joel, <laughs> yeah. you oh, know yeah. what? <clears throat> you're a really good podcaster. Oh, come on, No, no, Joe. you've got it. No, you, no, I really don't. I'm going to show you. Oh. And like, I get up and just wow. start like dancing <laughs> and taking my fucking clothes off so and like blowing you kisses and shit. <laughs> and, like, I really wanted them to, mm, to cut. I would sit there and I would smirk <laughs> as I watched and you. And giggle to yourself knowing, and like oh, hide your eyes. Oh, oh Joe. <laughs> you look so and so. No, no, Joe. You know, what that is is like that's that's the the screenwriters, if you want to use that term, being uh, they're being painted into a corner. They have to have X amount of nude scenes every X amount of minutes. Yeah, and uh, they're not all going to conveniently fit into the plot oh, the way that the rest God. of them do. But yeah, you're right. Uh, it's a movie about an undercover cop in a brothel, and uh, that's what she does. She if just you, bangs a bunch of while she's dating her fellow cop dude yeah. Hunt. By the way, Who I love we, the names. We don't we don't do anything with him. He he we, is a char- charisma free, as you would put it. <laughs> like there's nothing to him other than his kind goatee. Of a greasy guy that with is, facial hair. If you have to like if describe that character mm-hmm. without using his his if, physical, physical description, um, he's her coworker. Who they have sex. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's pretty much it. He, she's the first guy that she bangs. Uh-huh. They're and, dating on the and side. And he's the last guy. And then she, like, Joe, if, you, if that were your job, would you just be cool with your coworker being like, hey man, I got to take this gig. No. Totally fine. No. Don't worry about it. Listen, the, this, I come home to you. I may have to have sex with other people scene, occasionally. The scene between her and her sergeant is, <laughs> should have been the scene between her and him. Yeah. Where he's like, what? No, no, I'm getting you out of here, Cindy. I'm, I'm going to talk yeah. to. I'm talking to Gold about this and getting you out. I feel like that dude was maybe like fired throughout the process oh, of really? this production. Yeah, because he kind of think about it. All he right. is her love interest, and right. at the end, who comes to the rescue? Her love interest. No, huh. Sergeant Gold. Oh, oh, I see yeah. what you're saying. At yeah, the yeah. very end, well, Sergeant Gold comes in. Mrs. V. Ultimately, and then, yeah, yes. And I'm like, then the bad guy gets the jump on Sergeant Gold and Mrs. V. How the fuck did she get into the apartment? This film can't be bothered with things like like logic. We just got to get on she with it. And it's actually looking at tits. And again, I would say compare this to other films of this ilk that are on Cinemax at 2 a.m. This is probably one of the better ones. Like there are some ridiculous ones out there that they don't even pretend. 
like they're trying. They don't even have a story together. Like this is at least there were what, there are, there's some what? character development. Oh, we find out that Mrs. V and Sergeant Gold were an item back were, in the they, way. Of course they were. They know each other. Why the fuck wouldn't he like just say, "Hey, look, I've got someone I'm putting yeah, undercover on the inside, on, on the friend. Inside. Just make sure you don't put people with her that want to fuck." Like just let's just get her on the inside so she could figure out what's going on. Yes, that's all. I'm, and she's like, "I would never let you help me." Like what? Why are we not exploring what happened between these two? Like somewhere, somebody wrote a script or had an idea for a script of like, all right, we're going to explore the backstory between these two and mm-hmm. figure out what's going on with them. And we're also going to develop our fucking villain, for God's sake. <laughs> what was his... He was just a creepy dude. Jefferson. Who, uh, had some weird fetishes. <laughs> and uh, turns out he, he likes to bring a little gunplay into yeah. the bed sometimes. But, like, but then he, was, he killed Tracy because <laughs> she was taking pictures of him. That's right. He's got pictures. Guys, when you have... A movie about a kid. Like, okay, look, <laughs> this is if you're gonna do at least one thing, at least give us a villain. You don't have to show us who he is, but at least develop his motives a little bit more. Mm-hmm. It's not developed at all, and like the fact that we meet him earlier in the movie, yeah, and they start name dropping him not long after. Oh, that, and I'm like, oh, that's Jefferson. And he, he always just, does he always weird does stuff. That. He just wants to. I'm like. Oh, he just we've given watch. this John a name. Yep. That means he's going to come back. None of the other guys I remember. Yeah. Nope. No, no, no. Oh, faceless so I just, I spent the whole time going, okay, so Jefferson's coming Waiting back. Waiting for Jefferson. Fucking Jefferson came back. <laughs> Do they even like try to disguise his... Like, Is that even his voice? I feel like it's a different actor. I think it's a different actor. I feel like they're doing like, what, the scream thing. Where uh-huh. it's like, Do you like scary movies? Like, that voice does not sound like Skeet Ulrich. No. Or, or Jamie Kennedy? No. No. No, it wasn't who's, Jamie Who's the Kennedy. other killer? It was Matt Lillard. Matthew, Matthew Lillard. Lillard. That's right. Yeah. And then it was, who the fuck? Like, they kept being somebody else. Yeah, and then Cotton, I think, right? At some point. Cotton? Yeah. Cotton, that was the character's name. Like from... The Lee Schreiber character. Oh, okay. I thought you were... Cotton. I thought you were talking... From Scream. I thought you were talking about, uh, not basketball, uh, Dodgeball. Oh, it was The Jason Bateman character. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so she's only in there for 48 hours. Yet she's there long enough to, to become <laughs> she, she friends to become friends with the other hookers yes. and give them birthday presents. <laughs> they throw a party, <laughs> and then also like for for Meg Foster to like be like, "You're doing very good." Yes, you were one of my. I'm, I'm now. <laughs> I'm I'm promoting you to the next level. Oh, well, after one day on the job, <laughs> and she, it's and pretty like, awesome. I like how she's in the she's in her captain's office at one point. She's like, "I'm moving up the ladder. I'm, I'm almost <laughs> at the head of this thing." I'm when like, do you have time to what? be here? <laughs> You, Shouldn't you what, be there? What day is this of the 48 hours? When did that start? When does this end? Because two days? Dude, I've worked a job for two years and I didn't even get like a raise. <laughs> you learn the people's names you work with? Yeah. Um, Certainly not showing up at the uh, the baby shower mm-hmm. in the afternoon. Um, before we get off of Jefferson, though. <laughs> get off on Jefferson. Th- this is the one complaint I have about this film, where I feel like uh, the filmmakers were maybe a little irresponsible, Joe, in what they were trying to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because, uh, so we've set up Jefferson. We never see him. Uh, we never see his face, anyway. We see his naked body all throughout, and we hear his voice, and we see his gun, as he, uh, obviously, he's killed Tracy. As he's fucking Rain, he's he got the is, gun. Uh, yes, he is now threatening, uh, yeah. Yeah, he, he's threatening Rain, which is the the other the blonde. Yeah. Um, but then after he threatens her, after they have a very terse conversation, uh, where it's very clear this is a power play, then they have sex. Oh, and yeah. then it's like it was sexy time. We're supposed to make this a hot, sexy. I'm like, no, yeah, this is rape. No, basically, no, this is terrifying at gunpoint. 
And, she's and still how like, dare they like try I'll to do make whatever it? You I know. Say. And they try to like show. Oh, she's kind of enjoying it, fellas. So it's not too bad. You can still jerk off to this. <laughs> I thought that was really kind of like whoa. Yeah, yeah, even in 1995, that's like tough. that's not a good idea. I like that uh, that hookers are getting rave reviews from the customers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that Megboss, like, you- <laughs> our customers have been giving have been giving you rave reviews. Your Yelp score is <laughs> five point oh. Seriously, is a Yelp. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, oh yeah, she's. Like, I'm almost at the top of the organization. <laughs> you've been there for you've been there for a day and a half. <laughs> That's, wow, um, it's like dog years, dude. When she comes into the apartment, <laughs> yes, in Jefferson's apartment, where she decides she's like, oh, it's your birthday. Moving on up. I'll, t- I'll take the call. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And, and like, can I you just stand in for a hooker I like don't that? Think by the that way, works. Like, first you... of all, she was replacing like the African American. Yeah. So woman, I feel right? like if you're if you're wanting like. An African American woman, oh, yes, like that's that's part of what you prefer. Yes, it's part of what you, I don't mean that like as a racist thing. I mean like no, if you're like calling it, a whorehouse and you're yeah. like, I would like something in this persuasion. If you ordered a, an Italian pizza and it showed up Hawaiian, yeah, you might uh, send might, it back. Might send it back, or at least eat part of it first and so, then call and try to get a refund. So, police officer Cindy Hannon <laughs> walks into this guy's apartment. Yeah. And she's like Jefferson. <laughs> so and and uh, we we to know what's about to happen. We know what's happening here. And she walks in. She's like, "Well, I just got to powder my nose real quick," <laughs> and sees Rain tied up in, in the, the bathroom. bathroom. Yeah, and doesn't like go for her weapon. She turns around and goes, "What did you do to Rain?" Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, "You How are about the freeze worst. police." I know, right? <laughs> nope. No. Instead, it turns into this weird. It's it's so. And that's what I'm talking about with like the writing of this. Like someone <laughs> at least watch a procedural police drama yeah. and get an idea because those have been around forever. That's right. You, you just Every watch, Monday night, watch a couple of episodes of Hill Street Blues. There you go, and get some decent police work, and, and just, just throw it into this movie. Add the sexiness. Shake, lather, repeat. Gold. Have you ever, when you were my age, did you ever just sow your wild oats? Oh yes. Well, sure I did. Oh my god. But what's that have to do with anything? Well, that's. Just sort of what I'm doing. What? You are a police detective on a case right now. Like, and I, I love it. In that scene, the tender scene where she's talking with her sergeant, she asked me, she's like, am I doing anything that you never did? And he's like, nope. He goes, nope. And I'm like, yeah, no, she's absolutely doing like, Really? You fucking worked at a brothel? She worked in a brothel. Undercover? And fucked a bunch of dudes. <laughs> there's a lot of things she's doing that you didn't I do. Think we got, maybe that's how Gold knows me. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Maybe he worked for her. Gold member. Oh, God. Uh, what else? Gold member episode so, from uh, so, January. So you liked Athena Massey in this movie. I thought, I'm telling you, in movies like this, like the reason that she's the star of this is because she there's something special about her beyond her looks, uh-huh. and I think she can she gives some. You know what? There's a scene when she first meets Rain, and you kind of see the flip switch where uh-huh. she goes from uh, um, I'm just pretending to be a prostitute, and then all of a sudden uh, Rain starts kind of giving her information, and she goes into cop interrogation mode. Uh-huh. And I was like, Oh, I see what you did there, Athena Massey. A little, a little subtle. I see you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right. Uh, I don't know that the director asked her to do this based on everything else it's we're seeing something that him instinctually do. came to her. Maybe, yeah. I think she read that script and like, I know what I'm going to do in that moment. I'm going to channel my character from the movie I did with Don the Dragon Wilson, Whoa. Virtual Combat. Oh, yeah? Virtual Combat. What is that, like a Mortal Combat <laughs> virtual fighter mashup? Mortal men and women fucking to defend the world. <laughs> it's not about death, but life. Life. <laughs> Did you, so this was another film that she was it's in? Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Lambert or Barishal? <laughs> Barishal. That's the new game. <laughs> Is it Christopher Lambert or Jay Barishal? Get over here. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, um, this, this, this it's scorpion. I <laughs> hate to correct you. Right? Oh, I'm but sorry. It's all right. My so, bad. We all got it. Uh, <laughs> so the um, the. the if you take the stripping and the sex out of this movie, you seriously have like, you have a ten minute movie. It's a trashy romance novel, yeah. But it's not in film form. I'm trying to think like, you've got movies like Basic Instinct mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. have Ooh. all the parts of like a soft core porn, yeah, but still has a compelling crime story that's going on. That's right. How do you, how do you watch something like that? Like, how do you? I'm trying to think like. How do you have the building blocks of something like, all right, we've got what we have is a whodunit, like mm-hmm. killer kind of thing. No, I'm with but you. But we're giving it kind of a sexy edge. Ooh, I like it. We're putting it in a whorehouse. Okay. We've got this beautiful actress. Fantastic. She's not awesome, but she's she's decent, yes. but she's gorgeous. All right. And we got her locked in a deal where she didn't do like an exclusivity of like, I only do two nude scenes. <laughs> so she's we just going to be naked throughout this entire We're going to start the movie. All right. Opening, establishing shot on the tits. End on it, too. And then end on it as well. Uh, she, we, we're going to see her ass a little bit. Don't get to see a whole lot of pussy. We get one pussy shot. Do we really? Yeah. We I do. thought that you couldn't do that. Is that one of the rules? Of, one of the rules. Uh, you can't see penetration. Right. Oh, but you can, they show a little you vag. Can't see, vag. You can't see, you can't see, you can't can't see, see the labia? Yeah. No, no labia. Yeah. You can, but you see the, the bush. All right. <laughs> that, I, I, these are the rules, guys. Oh, I love also another one of the rules. When uh, they're doing, like, is it cowgirl? Yeah. Um, the woman will always have her hand, like, Down. strategically yep. placed, like, right in the area. So it's like, you can't really see what's going on uh-huh. behind there. But it's implied. So that way, you know what's yeah, happening. the gay guys that they're fucking <laughs> aren't actually fucking them. How hard is it to... Oh, it's right, hard. Hold on. It's yeah, that's hard, a bad man. choice of words. How difficult is it to be a guy and perform in a film like this? Uh... I don't like, know. I think scene... about that with regular porn. Like, how the fuck do you do that? <laughs> just like in front of people with a well, camera. Well, that too. But I mean, there's a scene where that dude is like down to his tidy whities and she's like <laughs> she's pretending like to. Yeah, yeah. Just like right there. They've been making out hardcore the whole time. And he's just, uh, you know, he's just flaccid. Yeah. Like that, he's a better man than I am. Dude, you know what? I'm, I'm going to give Jeffrey Dean Morgan a whole lot of credit for not getting <laughs> roped into one of those scenes. I, when you told me he was in this movie, I was like, oh. Oh, oh no. no! Is this is he one of those guys? This is going to be the Am I gonna see Sylvester his... Stallone and gay porn <laughs> yes. moment where I see his uh, side ass. Yeah, but we don't. No, like he manages it somehow. So what happened? Jeffrey because... Dean Morgan is the one character, the one actor in this movie that's able to kind of keep his dignity intact. Well, that really feels like a rewrite. Like I don't think he was supposed to die in this film. I think he figured out what kind of movie he was. And in. It was like guys. It was like, uh, I'm, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. I'm gonna be Papa Winchester. In a <laughs> I have no time for this. No, yeah, they they exit him from this movie unceremoniously. It's so funny too. And the fact that they build up like the fact that like it's his sister that gets killed and yeah, you know, I I do think something happened behind the scenes. Must have been. Mm-hmm. Must have been love. A better podcast would have done research on this and had these answers for Dude, our listeners. I did. I did more than enough research. I think. For this <laughs> <movie. I'm> not... <laughs> do you have any other notes oh, when it comes let's to undercover? See. Because I've uh, I've burned through mine. There, I mean, unless I just keep going. The most notes that I took 
the ones that keep popping up are how gorgeous Athena Massey is. Mm-hmm, yes. Uh, and how horrible her acting is. <laughs> oh, that's not, I don't think that's fair. I think she's better than most actresses in most of the... Dude, remember the... What was that series called? Uh, Emmanuel. Remember the Emmanuel oh, yeah. series? All of those actresses are much more horrible uh-huh. than Athena Massey. Yeah, well... And yeah. not as good looking, I would argue. The uh, the other hooker that it's her birthday, the, the black actress... <laughs> yes. Who, like, she... <laughs> She is the banana in the tailpipe actor. She absolutely is. She Stereotype up, number she three. She sees Cindy and she's like, Cindy, girlfriend, girlfriend. where you been? <laughs> it's so bad. I'm not going to fall for the banana in the tailpipe. <laughs> so I uh, I ran across an IMDb review of this movie. Oh, let's hear it. <laughs> Somebody it's took from time. Username Azim Safar. All right. Azim Safar. I maybe. like that. I saw that film in 1998. <laughs> The film was based on the story of a cop, which is played by Athena. The adventurism, which was basically shown in the film, kept my attention from first scene oh. to the very last scene of the movie. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed the performance of Athena. She looked gorgeous in the film, especially, not especially, especially her sex scenes with Anthony Gudera were awesome. Hunt. <laughs> I thought that Athena should work with Gudera in other films as well, <laughs> because that couple seems to me a great one. Ghost written by Anthony Gudera. <laughs> <laughs> Because that couple seems to me a great one. The passion which Athena showed during her sex scenes was excellent. But she looked more passionate, particularly in doing sex with Anthony (laughs) Anthony Gutierrez. I think this couple should work with each other in more films. (laughs) That's fucking totally Anthony Gutierrez writing that review 100%. (laughs) There's no way anybody else wrote that. (laughs) That's hilarious. Oh my god. Joel, would you recommend Undercover? I could picture him, like, you know, with a half bottle of vodka <laughs> at 2 a.m. on a Tuesday night. <laughs> Kicking on his America Online. <laughs> America Online. Uh, you, you got, got mail. mail. <laughs> so, yeah, click, click. Fucking review. Click, click. Undercover. Click, click, click. Undercover.com. Click, click. They said they would have a website. Uh, all right, so would you recommend this movie? Uh, well, I mean, you know, if you like softcore porn, <laughs> there are worse that you could... This And this is another thing I told Jen. I was like, do things like this even exist anymore? Because we've got the internet now, folks. If you're going to find yes, and search it does. out what you're HBO into. If you've got HBO now, yeah. look at HBO now. That's They've true. got a whole, like... After hours that's section true. of the app, that's all their like yeah. soft core shit. HBO, I forgot, still has that. They've picked up that mantle. Uh, they've got the baton. They're running with it. Uh, with their, their, they usually have a series too, like you know, real sex or was that Red Shoe Diaries with David Duchovny? Remember that, that? Was, was Showtime? That, was that Showtime? Um, it's weird. All those cable channels had to have like their after hours uh, specialty programming. It was like they were filling some kind of quota. Like we need to yeah. have, yeah, we need to have something hot for the couples. You know, they could watch. <laughs> and I'll tell you, man. Never watch something like that with a girlfriend or with my with my wife. We don't watch that stuff. Sarah doesn't like that. Yeah, uh, and I and I kind of understand where she's coming. from. I do on. too. It's um, I mean, obviously it's ex- exploitative. That's it's 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 intended purpose. Yeah. Um, but there's an artful way to do it, and um, I feel like you think undercover does that. I feel like some people involved in the film were giving it their all. <laughs> I'm trying to think of I'm like trying to elevate it at least beyond the the softcore porn movies that mm. I grew up watching. Mm. Undercover was definitely one that I had seen when I was younger. All right, um, there, being very open on this. There was, well, I mean, dude, come on, like this is going to surprise anyone that I was familiar with this movie. <laughs> um, 
there was this film called The Seduction of Inga Ooh. that I was kind of into. I kind of liked the European produced ones yeah, more. Mm-hmm. Those are, but and this is going to sound really fucking stupid, but like because they looked really good, they they took more care in them. Uh, yeah, and uh, were really kind of they were into films. the romance. They and were it was into the foreplay. Film. And, like, uh, they were they were they felt very sensual. This was video, like you could tell. Like, yeah. this was this was shot on video exactly, and it didn't it didn't have kind of that look. Like it, it, it sounds so stupid, but I'm like you know this seduction of Inga or like Nana. There was a movie called Nana that was like oh my god, like this is this is a beautiful like Victorian era mm-hmm. film that's going on. Yeah, some raunchy shit happens, but at the same time, like. What a gorgeous film that I'm looking at right now. Yeah, man. So I guess uh, there's some artistry there's, to be had. There is. You're right. Um, this probably isn't it. When you have, when you don't even uh, have the budget for a car chase scene, and we have to hear. You it have to hear it in happen. Sound effects Dude, off screen, and like after the fact, where she like Cindy goes to talk to Mrs. V, and she's like, "Ramon's dead," but we don't think it was an accident. Yeah, you know, we think that it was it was foul play. I'm like, how did you get that? How did you get that from anything? <laughs> like you didn't even get on the like. It, there was never a moment like none of this movie. There were no exterior shots. No, that's right. It's that. all interior. Everything was interior. Everything was in a studio, mm-hmm. it, it, police it, station. It, yeah, uh, and so it, it also when you talk when you're talking about a, a cop drama slash erotic thriller, and you're not like going outside doing police detective work. <laughs> yeah, maybe just get the siren. Put it right. in a car. We'll get <laughs> but, some B-roll, bud. Oh, no. You know what? I'm lying. There's one exterior shot. Oh, yeah. When Cindy and Hunt are in the car, they're like staking out Ramon or something. They're oh, yes. Out the car. And then they go in and Cindy's like, okay, I've got to go. Even that's kind of in a car, though, to yeah. be fair. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, there's there's that. My last note um, has to kind of do with the, the situations they put her in. I kind of like how they're exploring um, all these strangers' fetishes. Yeah. Like, you know, Jefferson just likes to watch. Yeah. And then the uh, guy who likes to get hit, the guy who the, likes to get hit, the dude who has the cop fetish, yeah. And then there's the the guy who ends up his wife is in the closet watching. Best scene in the movie, and they're like, oh yeah, it best, turns best into part of the movie. Oh, sometimes we like to watch each other. Opportunity for three. So he's like, I'm so lonely. Oh, I know. I hate being alone. <laughs> I just want someone to spend some time. And I'm like, uh. uh, but yeah, best part of the movie. Yeah, no, I did appreciate Great. that. Fantastic. They were trying to uh, cater to all of the. He's like, hey, it's my wife. <laughs> She uh, she likes to watch. I'm like, wow, there's a lot of that going on here. There's, yeah. there's so much. New and, and then they just get into it. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, man. All right. Hey, they came there for a reason, Joe. And they paid for it. Mm-hmm. So they should get what they paid for. Why not? Um, all right. So what did Undercover do right? I mean, you know, this movie knew what it needed to be. And uh, they... It, it... <laughs> Birth of a Nation knew what it needed to be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it knew the audience it was catering to. Um, it could have phoned it in, uh-huh. and some people do. Yeah. But I feel like, overall, this is one of the better Skinamax movies yeah. uh, produced. Yeah. I hear what you're saying about the production value and, yes, the acting, but compared to others, they were they were trying. And uh, obviously, we had uh, some, some high talents in the form of uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. And yeah. Meg Foster, Foster was amazing. Tim Tabak is wooden and rickety, he's, but he's not bad. No, he's pretty bad. Yeah? Yeah, he's a caricature. Really? He looks like Jeff Foxworthy. I, he, he looked like <laughs> Jeff Foxworthy if Jeff Foxworthy fucked Craig T. Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> and they had a kid. That's Tim Tabak. I don't know. Like I, I, I didn't mind him so much. Yeah. Uh, he was a buffoon, I thought. <laughs> well, 
Yeah, they, he was, but I still thought he was serviceable as the character he was playing. Don't say serviceable. Man, but they take so much time to tell us about like how Cindy's dead. Man, he's going to kill me. He retires, and I'm stuck with you. You know I was his partner. We never see him. And maybe, you know, I'll tell your brothers. No, my brothers would have to come from Florida. Like They spend so much time telling us where these characters mm-hmm. that we will never end up meeting are. They, they Too much fucking time. What this movie did right... Uh, <laughs> Exploiting Athena Massey for all yeah. they could get from her. Yeah, man. Like that. That was. Do you feel it like... was smart because she is the most gorgeous woman in yeah. this movie? Yeah, stunning. And, she, she, and so, yeah. If you, the the more you could get her naked in the film, <laughs> the better. Do you feel like she felt exploited, or I mean, she kind of she was giving it her all. She she like, was I, giving it her I, all, but I felt I feel like the whole time I'm watching this, it's so different from being like 19 years old and watching this movie. Yeah. And now being 41 and looking back on it and going, this poor girl, like she it's, thought it was going like she was going to go somewhere. Like we are in that we were in like post uh, uh, post basic instinct world. And everyone thought like the erotic steamy thriller was going to propel a career. You think and that's like, what she thought? Yeah, I do. Because like you look at the rest of her resume and it's like, yeah, you know, she did some B movies. She was in Star Trek for a small time. No. Well, uh, she was also in a show called Black Scorpion, like I had said. Uh, like, so she's done some TV. She's done some, but she never really took off. And I, I don't think so much that she, her career didn't take off because of what someone did to her. No. I think that it's because she lacked the talent as well. Yeah, yeah. But but this was not doing her any favor. Well, I mean, you could put it that way, or I could just say uh, she was making hay while the sun rises, right? And then she was just sowing her wild oats. <laughs> she says it right there. I mean, there's there's something like she could just be uh, you know exploring her sexuality, like being a central person, and uh, she doesn't seem like she. I'm not getting the exploited vibe from her because she seems like she's having a good time. She's definitely not like, all right, so you've got your other softcore actresses, <laughs> like Gene Simmons' wife, Shannon Tweed. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I get I get some, like, a different vibe off of Shannon Tweed. Like, I'd get naked and do sex scenes in these B-movies because that's Paycheck. all I can do. Paycheck. Yeah. It makes me feel bad. Like, I'm like, wow. You Don't know, feel like, bad for her if I, she's choosing look, to do that and, and she and wants to, she feels comfortable with it. It's, it's not only if so she's... much a pity thing, though, Joel. It's it's a, I'm a father of a little girl. Yeah, and it's like, I get that. Man, I really hope for, for, for her own sake mm-hmm. that my daughter never feels like, well, that's what she needs. If you choose to do that, it's going to be tough for me, but that's not my life. Sure. You know, it's yeah. not my life to choose, but at the same time, it's like, I really hope for better. I really sure. I, I do. But, you know, she's uh, being entrepreneurial. <laughs> I'm going to tell her and be like, if you get into this, just talk to Uncle Joel about it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me. Just talk to him. Um, so what did Undercover do wrong? Oh. Undercover heat. Undercover. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it on the music because uh, you put it on the music. <laughs> what the fuck? What <laughs> world am I living in right now? That the music is what this movie did wrong. I mean, listen again. You have to judge a movie by what it was attempting to do and by the standards that it set for itself. I think it uh, it, it it's flying aces, really. I, I but disagree the music, to an extent. The music is distracting for me. It's kind of like this. There's this reoccurring jungle beats, and uh, it really doesn't have anything to do with the theme of the film. And they recycled the tracks, and it's distracting. So that's what it did wrong for me. I disagree with what you're saying. Really? That, you like yeah, the music? Like you, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> you, you said that you have to judge a movie based on what it's trying to do. Yes. But you also have to judge a movie on the merits of what of what it's trying to do. Like the of okay, what you're trying to make 
a, a softcore porn, mm-hmm. and you're not even giving it like, like I hate this whole idea that like, well, it, it was a softcore porn, and so it achieved being a softcore porn, so that makes it okay. <laughs> no, like to be so sloppily written and clunky with the dialogue, and you know, like. A movie is, it's so hard for me because I'm like, it's still like art. If you're writing something, I come from, like, this is so alien to me, Joel, of someone who's able to just churn out like a script that's like, all right, and then they fuck, and then they fuck, and the here, give me my 50 bucks. Yeah. Like, no, I always feel like you write because you have something to say, not because you have to say something. And so I'm like trying so hard to dig into this and go, what is they? What are they trying to say? What are they trying to work? There's no message, and, Joe. But that's the problem. I know, I know. Like, it does not is, compute. This movie for me is the equivalent of Scott Lang, like shrinking, never ending into like <laughs> quantum zone. Like, and I'm just trying More on that later. Trying so hard to keep up with it. Like, why? Why is this happening? Why are you writing this film? So, to me, what Undercover did wrong besides? what it did right in exploiting <laughs> Athena Massey for all she could give. Also wrong. Because it's disgusting and horrible. Um, I feel like just not having a script, like the, the script is so bad. <laughs> I can't believe you're, the, you're hanging your head on the script. I'm hanging my head on how bad that the dialogue is. It doesn't help anything. It's just talking about like where characters are that we never even meet, that we don't care about, oh, yeah, that we're not supposed like, to. It's awful. Where's her dad? Where are her brothers? Who fucking cares? Yeah. Or like this narration of, Oh my God, I can't believe I'm doing this. <laughs> I feel so different. Is that even me? Right. And I'm like, you know what? A, a good actress could do all that without us having to do narration over it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like we could just see say it, it internalized. Say it with your breasts. Say it with your breasts. Mm-hmm. Say it with your body. Say what you need to say. <laughs> uh, so yeah, what, what I right. covered did wrong was the, the script, <laughs> I guess. Um if we were going to remake Can't Undercover slash Undercover Heat mm-hmm. uh, today, how would we do that? I've got five. Five. I think I have seven. Oh, okay. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, seven. Well, why don't you start with your low man? My low... I or recast woman. Jefferson. Did you recast Jefferson? <laughs> no, I, I should have because he's the... Oh, <laughs> he's uh, the villain of the movie. Here, um, um, the, he's the Hans Gruber of Undercover Heat. You know what? Casey Affleck. Casey Affleck. is my Jefferson. I went with Neil McDonough. I only like the watch. Oh, that's good. Yes. Yeah. Delia and Neil McDonough. Yeah, he would be my Jefferson. Nice. Who's uh, next? Next on my list is Hunt. Did you recast Hunt? I did recast Hunt. Okay, so... There's. Did you recast Rain? Uh, no. Okay, I recast Rain as Emma Stone. Oh, that's good. I like Emma that. Emma Stone would be my Rain. All right. So who do you have? Who's the low man on your totem pole? Uh, we can do Hunt. Okay. <clears throat> I went with uh, Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa. He's kind of got the same hair, of... long hair. I went with Zac Efron. All right. Ooh, I, I like just kind of feel like been you know a what? Cop he's, before Why he's, not? he's also just like like Jason Momoa. He's got like rock hard abs. He's yeah. gonna look good. And Way too good looking though. Two sex scenes that we put. Something like this. Yeah, Zac Efron is a really good looking guy. <laughs> uh, all right, who's next? Mrs. V. Mrs. V. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kirstie Alley. Oh my god, dude! Yes, that's who it is. <laughs> yeah, that's who it is with the hair and the eyes and the demeanor. Meg Foster perfect. took perfect. over a role for Kirstie Alley yes. back with Star Trek. Yes. So I'm going the reverse. That is amazing. Um, well, I've got uh, Jen, help me with this one. She went with Sharon Osbourne. That's She's like, great. doesn't she look like Sharon she Osbourne? She looks just like fucking Sharon Osbourne. Be a little bit of a different take on that character, but uh, I think she could do it. That's amazing. Can, like, uh, can Ozzy be Ramon? <laughs> <laughs> she was my sister. <laughs> what? What are you even saying? Uh, all right, so I guess you have Sergeant Gold next. Oh, so, you know, bet your ass. I've got Sergeant Gold. Who do you have there? 
Uh, I've got William Fickner in that role. That's really good. How great is he, man? Dude, Bill Fickner's so fucking good. He's intense with that um, 70s mustache, can you imagine? <laughs> no, that's enough. You're, you're talking stupid, Cindy. You're too crazy. Yeah, you're I'm getting you so out of fast. there. You're out. Uh, I have Ted Danson. If I'm, oh. I'm going to do Kirstie Alley. There we go. A little have, Cheers yeah, thing going on. I love it. But I do also have, I mentioned him earlier, I have Craig T. Nelson as my also. <laughs> That's good. Uh, all right. So that brings us to, do you want to... Do you want to... Let's do Ramon. Do Ramon? Yeah, let's do Ramon. All right. Um, so, Jenna had mentioned Timothy Oliphant, which I thought was a good good role. Maybe a little too old at this point. So, I'm going to go with... Uh, I, I, his speech pattern, the way his... Everything is way down here and very calm. Uh-huh. Uh, and he's kind of got a little little... A little side mouth action Joel going on Burnson. there. I went with Milo Ventimiglia. Is Milo Ventimiglia is good, dude. How about that, yeah. Yeah, I went with Diego Luna. Uh, ooh, Based solely yes. on his name is Ramon. <laughs> there, there you go. So Diego Rogue Luna. Rogue One. I yeah, like that. Both he, dark and mysterious. He'd be in, this is the second time, I think, in two weeks. I think so. That I've recast Diego Luna. He's underrated. Uh, all right. Here we go. So Cindy Hannon. Cindy Hannon. The lead of our movie of Undercover. Mm-hmm. Who do you have? Dakota Johnson. Fifty Shades of Grey. She's already done stuff like this, man. Yeah. This is her wheelhouse. See, to me, Athena Massey <laughs> had a certain build that... Uh, yeah. She, like, she wasn't wafy tiny. No. Like, she kind of had a, she was a little She's, bit of... A, I don't want to say, say full-figured. But she, she was. Because something different. She, but she yeah. was. She was, she, she was a, a real woman. woman. Uh, I went with Tessa Thompson. Yeah, nice. That's my Cindy Hannah. Oh, I like that. Uh, all of this directed by... Crime epic legendary director uh, Michael Mann. <laughs> really? Yeah. I'm going to go Spike Jones. Spike Jones. Not bad. What about uh, John Singleton? John Singleton. Uh, oh, what? Too Come soon. On. Dude, that was so crazy. I like read to Sarah last week. I was like, oh, wow, John Singleton's in a coma. Yeah. Did you see this? When? I saw that happen on Twitter, and I was yeah. like, oh, wow, horrible. It, it went from what? Just in a... Yeah, How did stroke, what happen? Right? He yeah, had a stroke. What, does he have like a drug history? He's fifty-one. I don't know. He was fifty-one. I don't know. We it's are tragic. knocking on fifty-one. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Any any of these things could happen to any one of us. Jesus. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, well, so sad and sudden was his passing that uh, Joe. I feel like the only way to honor the man is to uh, maybe take a look at one of his films and review it on this here podcast next week. Oh. So I think we're going to do that. Uh, we've been threatening to do another. Uh, Entry into the Fast and the Furious oh, franchise, yeah, yeah. and we've got Hobbs and Shaw. Which I saw the trailer for that <laughs> Those again. Fucking looks trailers, intense, man. man. I'm, oh, I'm in. I'm in on that, dude. Yeah, um, it looks great. But so far, so too fast, too furious. Yeah, yeah. We, we've done the first one on this podcast, so prepare. Listen to that episode from maybe a year or two ago, uh, and next week we will uh, review John Singleton's. Uh, too, too fast, fast, too furious. Too furious. Do a little tribute to him in the meantime. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. Um, okay, so. Avengers Endgame. Here we go. So, uh, spoilers, let's, everybody. Yeah, let's just get that out of the this way. This is where spoilers. the real episode ends, and if you have not seen Avengers Endgame, there's no way to talk about it without getting into all the little uh, bits and bobs, as they say, across the pond. Um, so, consider <laughs> you yourself come, you warned. You come in here with these fucking weird-ass thing people say, man. Soup to nuts is, and bits and bobs. These are real expressions, I don't Joe. think they are, man. Cultured, man. Uh, so, uh, yes, Avengers Endgame. Joe, Joe, you got a little advanced preview of this. Yeah. I, you saw it the Monday before? Yeah. The Tuesday? Yeah, I got to see it. I How got, did that I happen? Saw, I saw a critic screening. That's what it was. And then I got to see, I had tickets to see it on For Thursday. the Thursday show, yeah. So, I, I'm going to tell you right now, like, there were so many moments that watching it with, like, a critic uh, audience. The whole play different, like, I bet. It was, like, little chuckles and, like, quiet, just 
thoughtful nods uh, and stuff. And, and I'm like, do you guys do you like guys, movies? I mean, do you even like this? Like, like why? Do you, why are you? Why do you get to see this movie this before everybody else? If yeah. you don't enjoy film, we should have people that have really enjoyed the fucking ten years of this franchise. Yeah. In here, enjoying that's this movie. who you need to reviewing it. Yeah, the, not you, not Gary fucking Kogan. <laughs> uh, and so, uh, so yeah. But then to see to see it with an actual audience audience on that Thursday, mm-hmm. man, that was something special. Electric, it was I fucking bet. stressful getting in there though. We, oh really? We had tickets to see it at Lake Highlands uh, Draft House. Yep. Fucking parking there's abysmal. Yeah, because it that, shares the parking lot with a dozen other businesses, that right? Parking lot is not big enough yeah. for a movie theater, and so it took us a while to get there. Then there was so much going on in the lobby oh, that yeah. I couldn't access. I had gotten my tickets through Fandango uh, and not through the Alamo app. Yeah, and so uh, so I, I'm trying to pull up the tickets and like I'm not getting a signal, and I'm oh, getting no. a countdown now that like your movie starts in two minutes. Oh, and you don't have the tickets, and I'm like motherfucker, what? And so I talked to the guy at the desk, and he's like, Yeah, you should just be. Oh wow. I'm like, I can't get... He's like, well, this is our, our internet, our Wi-Fi. And I'm like, do you have anything else? Do you have a closed Wi-Fi for you guys? And he's like, I don't think I can give you that information. I went, <laughs> I went dude, I am a minute and 45 Whoa. seconds away from the movie starting. Can you please help me out? That's crazy. And he kind of looks where he goes, yeah. And he gave me he gave me the, the login info. <laughs> and like, I was able to get the... He's like, oh, yeah, here you go. Boom. And we got in the theater like 30 seconds left before the movie started. Whoa, man. And uh, yeah, dude. So... Who'd you go with? The one with Sarah? Oh, with Sarah, yeah. Nice. Sarah and I, we, we, we got a sitter. In fact, we had two sitters that tagged out. Well, you like, made him shift because it's like, that long. There was the first shifter and then the second shifter came in. Now, there's the question. Were you able to, through either viewing... Uh, able to sit three yeah. hours without having to urinate. Yeah. I couldn't make it, man. Really? No. Wow. I did have a cu- See, the problem was I had a cup of coffee ahead of time. Oh, wow. Because yeah. make, uh, make, stay awake. It's like, yeah, it's, uh, it's 8 p.m. showing, but I'm going to get out at 11 o'clock on a Friday. So yeah. it's like, uh, yeah, daddy needs juice. I understand that. But uh, uh, side effects. It's a good movie. Yes, it's, it is. It's a really good movie. It's great. I don't think it's as good as Infinity War. I think the same thing, too. Uh, yeah. But how, it's because we don't get to be with the characters that we like. Through the majority of the film, it's not until that last act that all of the characters return. I don't, and we're kind of I don't want to say stuck, but we are. We're stuck with the original Avengers. I don't think that's where it's where I'm feeling it. Mm -hmm. I I feel like Infinity War is a much more focused uh, and directed narrative than uh, Endgame. Endgame is kind of like three movies going on yes. that kind of culminate at the end to like this one big thing sure where and it's not it's it's not quite as focused and it's a little muddy like just not, not bad but it's a little muddy with like it's logic it's rules as it's trying to throw things out and like mm-hmm. one of the things that kind of frustrates me about like a lot of the a lot of the talk about this movie after the fact with people that have watched it there's a lot of talk about like, yeah, but what about this? And then this and the paradox with the time and this and that. Oh, yeah. And every once in a while, I've got to remind people, I'm like, look, as it, and it's a testament to how well they've made these movies. Mm-hmm. Even the worst of them are still better than average action films. Yes, absolutely. Like, they're still great. Uh, but the fact that like you get caught up in like the, the logic and the reasoning and the realism of this or that or whatever and every once in a while I gotta just stop everybody even though I'm guilty of it too sure but I have to stop everyone and go listen guys before we start getting crazy with peeling this thing apart we need to remember this is a comic book yeah, movie it's not the point yeah so let, let's a little lenient with this yes thing. Get, you get caught up with the characters get caught up with uh, with the action scenes mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, you, you can't question the, the physics in this film too much. That said, even though I think Infinity War is a better movie, mm-hmm. there is no way you're getting out of this film without being 
emotionally like oh, wrecked. Sure. It's a roller coaster. By the catharsis that's going on in this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, the closure that characters are getting. You know, you've got the the moment between Thor and his mother. Oh, from the, man. From the best part, uh, I've been telling people, I'm like, the best part of Thor The Dark World is the stuff they added for, <laughs> for Endgame. <laughs> yes. It is the best part of Thor Dark World. Uh, the I think Jenna they, was like, well, should we go back and watch it? I'm like, no, 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 no hard, hard no, pass. No, no, no. Hard pass. Um, so there's that. The, the, the closure that, like, that what Tony Stark gets with Howard when they go back to the 70s. Yep. That's such a great... And that's, I love that whole sequence, that Back to the Future sequence uh, in the middle of the film where oh, yeah. we revisit the moments... And it, it's totally Back to the Future too. We get uh-huh. to see it from a different angle, and oh, don't run into your future self. But oh, there's uh, old Doc Brown hanging up the wire and talking mm-hmm. to his his other self. It kind of yeah. it was reminiscent of that scene. Oh yeah, for sure. And when Cap sees Cap, yep. he's like, I, "I found Loki," and I'm like, "Oh shit!" But I could so... do this all day. I know. Yeah, he's like, "I know, I know." <laughs> but to see, but you, I hear what you're saying. For their characters to finally have a closure, have closure to yeah their. We were trying to count how many films has Robert Downey Jr. been in now in this as this character. It's like almost ten films, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, and to it, I don't know if you want to get into no. Go ahead, go, on, go, on, go on. It was so satisfying to um, kind of see them end up where they needed to be. Uh-huh. And I, the the part I was telling you that I thought had been spoiled at the beginning of this episode, uh-huh. I had read somewhere that Captain America. Is the one that dies. Wow. So I went into this thinking that like, oh shit, I know how it's going to end. And yet it wasn't feeling right as it was playing out. And and Jenna had called before. She was like, well, somebody's got to die. It's probably going to be Iron Man because he was the first one and and Uh it kind of makes sense. I was like, all right, well, you got a point, but that's not what I'm hearing. Um, And I I just kind of thought like Disney would never kill off the character because he's so beloved. They want him to kind of be able to pop up in other things. Uh Um, But as the film was playing out, you kind of see like, Oh, it's kind of leading in that direction. The themes, He's, the theme of this film, yes. is leading. To He's that. got to lead out his his life as it would have been. Everybody kind of gets a happy ending, even uh-huh. though. But he's able to finally sacrifice himself for the greater good, which is something that they've been touching on with Iron Man for a while. Yeah, yeah, uh, they've retread know, they, that they, theme. They, they tread that theme in the first Avengers movie where he and Captain America get in that argument. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you're not the one that would lay yourself on a wire so the other guy can climb over uh, you. That's right. He's like, I just cut the wire. He's like, always a loophole. Mm-hmm. And and the thing is, even in that movie, they kind of, he gets a redemption where he's trying to fly the nuke into the portal yeah. and kind of sac- willing to sacrifice himself. But then they they retread that, and I think what's what was more profound to me is that in Infinity War we have that whole thing where like Thanos knows who Tony Stark is, mm-hmm. and Tony Stark has been in Thanos's mind and like has seen the future of like what's going to happen. It's always been between the two of them. It's always been between the two of them, and what you have is a story of two fathers on parallel but different paths. Mm. A father who sacrificed his child yep. to realize his own personal design, You're right? And then a father who sacrificed himself and his personal designs for, for his daughter. Exactly. And I'm like, that is so fucking beautiful. Like, That's this great. Is, this is really awesome. Yeah. Also, Doctor Strange is a stone-cold dick. <laughs> Why? Because he knows. He knows what's going to happen. Oh, When I Tony's know. like, is this the one? And he's like, if I tell you what has to happen, it won't it's not going to happen. I'm yeah. like, mother. and the second time I watched it, I was like, you motherfucker. Like, <laughs> But then he does, ultimately. Yeah, but there's... He gives him that, that moment from Rudy. He, he looks and he gives him, like, the finger. The he one. Looks up. This is the one. Well, and see, the, I was telling friends, I'm like, I'm so stupid. If I was Tony Stark, I'd be, like, looking up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what, are you, what are you pointing at? And then Thanos would have gotten the gems, and I'd been like, oh, fuck. Oh, uh, that's funny. Uh, but no, that was... It was so powerful 
for the, in that moment. And mm. and one of the things, and we've talked about this before, and like this is, well, here it comes. Um, mm. When Pepper tells Tony, she's like, "We're going to be all right. You yeah. can rest now." Yes, I said those exact words to my mother. Oh, really? And like that. Even the second time around, like hit like a ton of bricks, like hit me in the gut harder than a bullet train. Oof. It's so, it's so tough, and like to have gone on this emotional journey throughout. And like I'm, I'm sitting there going, would I have been able to handle that line a little bit better if they, if we hadn't gone on this journey with these characters mm-hmm. for not only for over ten years, but also all these films, just in this movie alone, mm-hmm. what they go through, the catharsis that we experience, the closure he gets with his dad. And then, like, for that to happen, to for me to be a father now and to see what he does, you know, that throughout the whole movie, he's always like, we cannot fuck up the shit we've done the past five years. Like, yeah. I cannot it lose. It won't happen. With the, I can't lose them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, thinking about his daughter and his family, I can't lose that. So I'll help as long as we are clear on what's going mm-hmm. to happen. Uh, he's done. He did everything in that movie, everything to protect his daughter, his family. Uh, so that, I mean, it's just... It's super powerful. Uh, and then when you get just on the surface and you have that moment where all the fucking heroes show up, you've got our, oh, man. You've got our main three. Yeah. You've got Iron Man, Thor, and Captain America fighting Thanos to the death. And we could talk about some of the cool fan servicey things that sure. happened before then. But like when Cap's like facing down Thanos and like it's the end and suddenly we start seeing like the rings. Yeah. Well, and, no, and, the first thing you hear is... Uh... Uh, Anthony Mackie in his ear. On your left. On your left. Uh-huh. We had just watched uh, uh, Winter Soldier. Like, so Jenna good. hadn't seen it. And I was and so like that was fresh in our minds and we were just like oh. like th- that's a fist pump moment. Uh-huh. That and when uh, Captain America finally takes uh, Mjolnir. Oh my god. And that dude. ray from the Force Awakens that kind was of moment. So fucking just summons right. the lightsaber. I was uh, who was I ta- I can't remember who I was talking to but I was like which was more powerful when Cap catches Mjolnir <laughs> or when Ray gets the lightsaber in Star yeah. Wars. <laughs> Tie. Hey, yeah, it's it, totally. But uh but yeah, when all the all the heroes start showing up and I'm like Goose bumps out the ass, and it's one of those things where like they bring everybody back. Where mm-hmm. Hulk does the snap, and like the, everyone's brought back, but I we forget. don't see it. I forget, and I'm like, all right, so the, oh my god, how are they gonna get? Oh, that's right. Because from there it escalates so quickly, you don't have time to think about. Oh, well, we know it worked because uh, Hawkeye's cell phone rings, right? right? And we see it's his wife. Uh-huh. But then immediately after that is when the shit starts hitting the fan. Oh, so it's, uh, it, it deflects you. How, let's talk about Hawkeye's journey there for a second. Yeah, man. Holy shit! I man. love that they. Uh, I love how that uh, dynamic played out as well between yeah. he and uh, and uh, Black Widow. That scene was fucking crazy on Vormir. Yep, where they're like fighting to see who is going know. to sacrifice themselves, and and I, I didn't know. It's one of those things where either either outcome kind of would have felt right, uh-huh. but in the end, it had to be her because he has a family. Because he has the family, yeah, and that's that's literally how we begin this film, watching uh-huh. his whole family get flaked away. But it's like I wonder if there's a version of this film where like Hawkeye is the one that sacrifices himself. I, I, I think they said they shot it both ways. Oh my god! Or or, or at least the scriptwriters went back and forth with it uh-huh. uh, before deciding. Oh my god! So his his story's great. I did see a few people that were talking about like they thought Scott Lang was going to have a very similar thing where his whole family, like his daughter Cassie, was going to be dusted. Oh yeah, and I'm so glad they didn't. And I'll tell you, man. 
there is something so right about Paul Rudd, at least for the first two thirds of this movie. We needed him being like our avatar in this movie. Like, Absolutely, we, the audience got to. He was the conduit for us, and he was perfect. He is what Infinity War was missing as well. Like I'm glad hmm. they. I'm glad they brought him into this. Because he did. He represented more of like the everyman who still had something to fight for. Mm-hmm. He wasn't fighting for shit that was already lost. Like he was fighting to still protect, kind of like Tony. Tony was fighting yeah. at the end of this to protect what he had. And I mean, it was, it, it brought just the right amount of humor. He brought the right amount of humor to everything without it being uncharacteristic. Um, yeah, he's I, great. I even feel like the Professor Hulk stuff was a little jarring at first. Where like, why is. Why is Professor Hulk so jovial? Like, <laughs> I know, right? Like, all, all, this is only five years afterwards. Everyone's still like very somber uh-huh. and uh, you know going through. Um, what yeah, do they call the meetings? Grief, the stage, the grief stages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And here he is, uh, cracking wise and taking photos with fans. <laughs> yes. That seemed a little. Uh, a lot of place. He but feels, all, he all, feels yeah. bad. He feels bad. You want you want the picture, right? And I love Come that. On. Paul Rudd's like she, she's even saying no. Like the, you see the kid, like no. He's like yeah. the kid literally said no. He doesn't want it. That was so great. What did you think about the Thor journey? Uh, that was nice as well. Yeah, because I, I, we haven't seen him fail. He's all—he's never resigned to failure. Mm-hmm. Like he's always like, "Well, we'll try again." And well, um, even at the beginning of this film, he's like his mind is set on revenge, and we never see him kind of break down and finally yeah. lose something. Yeah, and here he is, a, a broken man, bloated. Did you feel like this movie was a, like fat shaming? Or did you feel like oh, it was legitimate, like grief stages? Is like, that a complaint that people yeah, are uh, saying? Yeah, that, 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 this, that this film is like it's kind of uh, it's making fun of fat people by making Thor fat and oafish. I don't think it's making fun of fat people. I think it's making fun of Thor. Like this is the version of Thor that would be you know it's the polar opposite of the chiseled uh, Thor we've known in all previous films. And so, yeah. what better representation than this physical manifestation of the the torments inside of him? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. People are so precious. I, I, it's the same like when the movie was over. I was talking to Sarah, and I was like, "I don't know if you agree." I was like, "I'm so happy that they didn't like have some weird montage where Thor gets fit and back in shape, <laughs> right? Or just like calls on the lightning and like suddenly becomes like thin." I'm, I'm glad that they 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 made the choice. They committed to it. Um, I I'm still confused on some of the, and like I said, it's a comic book movie, so I try not to get too steeped in it. Sure. But confused about some of the rules, the time travel rules, the fact yeah. that like Cap is able to fight himself. I'm like, I thought one of the rules is like, don't touch yourself yeah. in the past. It's like time cop. Yeah. Um, I loved what they did with the Nebula character. How, yeah. Like when she showed up in the past, suddenly like her matrix, her network, memory network yeah. interacted with the other one. And I was like, that's a very clever way. It seemed a little convenient, but that's, you, you needed to have conflict. Otherwise it's just like, oh, well we know everything that's going to happen because mm-hmm. time travel. So yes. we're just going to go and do everything. It couldn't have been that we still needed the big, the big, and I, I love the way it ended. Yeah. It was very poetic. It frustrated me a little bit. Yeah. Cause I feel like the Thanos that they defeat isn't the same Thanos that defeated them. Well, and, yeah. and I feel like in Infinity War, we spent so much time learning about him mm-hmm. and his his motives and his, and his character. He, there's a depth to the Thanos character that we explored in Infinity War that wasn't the same Thanos that we got in this. Thanos in this movie was more of a punching bag. And yeah. like he, he was he was more of just a mustache twirling villain of like, I need to make sure that I do. And it's like, 
wow, I really wish they would have played with the depth a little bit more. Like what we got in the comics, and I know you're going to hear people talk about that shit a lot, and that's probably really frustrating. But Thanos, <laughs> Thanos in the comics kind of realizes what he did. I remember you saying yeah, that. Yeah, was like the wrong move. And at some point during the battle, when he, he loses the gauntlet, and he, had, he has this like tortured, shambled corpse of Nebula mm-hmm. that he'd been like playing with, and she ends up getting the gauntlet and like imprisoning him and like putting planets out of alignment and like really fucks things up more. Wow. And that's when Thanos has to like team up with the heroes yeah. to stop Nebula. I remember you saying that and even at the time like I tried to picture how that would play out. I'm I'm sure they toyed with that. I don't think it could work. No. I think by the end Not of the Infinity War, it. you had made him such an evil... Like, you, you can't... Re- but he's at not... At a certain point, they have to be irredeemable. He's I... he's Hitler at that point. Well, in a way, he's... See, here's the weird thing. It's like, I get... And maybe that says too much about me. Mm-hmm. Not the not the right things about me. <laughs> I not that I agree with his motives or I agree with his train of thought. Oh, well, at least they made it. But I understand believable. where he's coming from. That yeah. his world died because of overpopulation. Yeah. There wasn't enough food. He like, thinks he's doing the greater so good. He thinks he's doing the greater good. And it felt like the Thanos they fought in Endgame didn't have that. There was there wasn't any of that that was being brought I to just, the table. There was so much story to get through; they didn't have the time to set that up again. I, and I think part of the advantage of these these films aren't standalone films anymore, and they haven't been for quite some time. But one of the, the things you're allowed is that you not you don't have to hit the reset button every sure. film now. Sure, let's let's bring over things from previous films and just trust that your audience is following along. Right. So we already knew who that Thanos was, and yeah, it's a different Thanos, but he's still the same Thanos that becomes the Thanos that we knew and hated. Okay, uh, that's but, fair enough. And I, I just think but that, it falls under the rule that I believe that uh, your heroes are only as good as your villain, and I thought that the villain seemed a little uh, two dimensional. All right. That's... In this film, yes. Yeah. If this is the only Thanos we knew, yes. Right. I hear you. Um, I can't disagree. Dude, the uh, the moment with John Favreau at the end with, oh, with Morgan. Morgan, yeah. Where she, he's like, you hungry? You want... And it's so funny because I feel like that's something just natural that John Favreau says to He me. would do, like, yeah. It seems like half of his dialogue in the movie Chef is him asking someone if they're <laughs> hungry. Let me make you a grilled cheese. <laughs> and so for him to ask, he's like, you know, hungry, you want something? She's like, yeah, cheeseburgers. And I'm like, oh, my God. Fucking Tony Stark loved him. His favorite. Uh, yeah. God damn. And he's like, I, I'll get you cheeseburger. I'll get you all the cheeseburgers you want. And I'm like, motherfucking John <laughs> Man, that scene, that long shot, which I, I'm pretty sure was digitally composited. All composited. But uh, still uh, impressive where they just showed everybody. Everybody who had ever been in a fucking Marvel movie yeah. whose storylines are still yet to be addressed, I guess, uh-huh. because some notable absences there. Yeah. But uh, everybody, everybody shows up. Uh-huh. A lot of these little bit characters. I didn't know who that one teenage kid was I, kind of I, standing I, off alone. I feel I feel very special because I knew who he was. You did like, immediately, right huh? Bat, I'm sure a lot of people did. I just didn't recognize him. And, it, and I've only seen Iron Man 3 once. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, a lot of talk now that um, that was them subtly setting up the next Avengers. It'll be him, and it'll be Morgan, and, and it'll Cassie. be Hawkeye. Yep. Yeah, the young Avengers. Young, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, in the books, that's uh, you've got a character named Hulkling, who's also like <laughs> a, ga- a gamma radiated teenager. Oh, interesting. And a character named the Asgardian. That's uh, ah. like yeah, it's so kind of like a Thor throwback. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see where they go with this. I know they talked about how like this is the end of this of this phase, phase. right? Yeah. But I, I believe that Spider-Man Far From Home is still going to be a part of it. I too. think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, also confirming uh, things that we suspected uh, about why no Tony Stark in the uh, Spider-Man Homecoming trailer. Yeah. Or um, 
Far from yeah, home. Far, far from, from home. home. Yeah. So they, but they do have something interesting in there that somebody pointed out that like both Peter Parker and Nick Fury are at the funeral mm-hmm. for Tony Stark. Yet in the trailer, there's the scene where like Peter Parker's changing, and uh, and Nick Fury says something along the lines of "Nice to finally meet you." Spider-Man and like oh that's right like, what so but now we know like with Marvel movies uh, they throw shit in the trailers that like you can't believe you can't believe you'll never see again it was mm-hmm. made specifically for that trailer dude there was talk that like all the shit we had seen in Endgame trailers <laughs> remember, yeah. was just stuff produced Fake. for the trailer and it wasn't any of the movie at all I hope uh, I feel like we're not too far from that at some point in the future yeah uh, good flick though man the movie moves by for three hours and two minutes it moves yeah. really well. Uh, speaking of, uh, before we get on to yeah. other things they're setting up, uh, also it seems like they're setting up like an Asgardians of the Galaxy <laughs> movie. Like, is that going to be Volume I, 3? I think that's. Uh, I think it's going to be Volume 3. I think that's going to be Chris Hemsworth's final final film as okay. Thor, right? Yeah, he's out of contract now. Yeah. That sounds about right. I think that'll be the last one. Right. And I think that's perfect to put him in there with James Gunn. And it makes it... It makes it even more poignant that like Taika Waititi was like, dude. I thought I was going to do it. <laughs> dude, we fucking lost our shit when we saw Korg. <laughs> oh, dude, Korg, Korg shows up, I'm like, yes. If you, this film does nothing else right, at least it did that. <laughs> Thank he's, you. He's playing, so they're playing he's Xbox. Playing, playing Fortnite or whatever? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly oh what he's doing. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, that was, it was nice to see them again. I was so happy to see. I was happy to see Valkyrie was still around. Mm-hmm. Like all, all these characters that I was afraid, like, well, what's their fate? I love that they address the Loki thing in a, yep. in a very clever so way. There's a way we could still potentially see him again in uh-huh. some sort of alternate reality. Uh, the one that left us scratching our heads, though, was uh, Gamora. What happened to Gamora? Because we don't see her again. Yeah. She came in through the time portal with Thanos and 2014 Nebula. And then everybody else who he brought in uh, got, got snapped away. Yeah. Presumably she's part of that group. She should have also been snapped away. But Tony knows of Gamora. He knows of Gamora's existence because uh, it was the whole big deal with Star-Lord. Like, where's Gamora? What did you do with Gamora? So I don't know. Dude, the Infinity Gauntlet and using the Infinity Gauntlet is very interesting. Like, we don't know when he snapped. He was like, just everybody you brought with you. Boom. Or is it like, you know, all all the bad guys that you... Like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I do um, kind of tangentially related to what we're talking about here. Mm -hmm. I... (laughs) I appreciate that, like, in the comics when Thanos erased 50% of the universe, Mm -hmm. he snapped. And it was part of his dialogue where he's like, I could do it, it's as easy as a snap. You know, I could do it in a snap. And so he snaps to get rid of everybody, and that's what triggers everything. The fact that, like, that one thing, and I like that that's the physical representation of, like, what he did in Infinity War. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's a great callback that he snaps, and that's that's how he does it. In this movie, like, suddenly everybody is in the fucking, like, West Side Story. Hulk snaps. Tony Stark snaps. <laughs> and I'm like, you guys don't really have to snap yeah, to make it work. do whatever you, you want to do. You can just, like, wish really own. hard yeah. while you're holding it. Clap. <laughs> or, or, you know, do, do a thumbs up and, or whatever. But you don't have to snap. That's not that the one way it works. That's not, but, but I get, like, that's... We have set that up as the physical representation yeah. for the audience to mm-hmm. know, like, that's the on-off switch. Boom. Uh, but, but getting back to, uh, to, to what you were talking about... The um the as guardians of the galaxy. Mm-hmm. I think that I think James Gunn doing that film. I I think we're probably going to see that Taika Waititi is going to be in, included. In some I hope way. so. Jesus, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm hoping that we get not just Guardians and Thor. I hope we get Korg. Like I hope Korg joins them on this mission. He needs his own spinoff film. Yeah, dude. At this point for for or, real. or series on Disney Plus at least. Oh yeah. Fucking give one to Loki. 
How do you um, how do you feel about the conclusion for Cap? Uh, I thought it was so poetic and perfect. And uh, if you've been watching, if you've had your TV on over the weekend at all, you know that every cable channel is rolling out all of their Marvel films. Fucking USA. There are We've three channels where there's just back-to-back-to-backs, all Marvel movies all weekend. So we were kind of popping in and out of a lot of them, uh, showing a lot of the Captain America. So revisiting some of those. And it really makes you look at those films differently now because all of these things, you realize now... They've been playing the long con, man. They've been setting us up for this Peggy Captain America reunion that we had all kind of written off. Yeah. Oh, how cute. She's got her own TV show. Oh, he gets to see her die and he's at his funeral. Well, that's the end of that story. Not realizing that this entire time. You think this was, was premeditated? Uh, one thing that they've been really good at is taking shit and making it look like they were right. thinking ahead exactly. on it. And it's like, no, it was just a happy, happy accident. Happy coincidence. Uh, I don't think it was premeditated. Yeah, I don't. Well, then that's the. It's still the perfect way to wrap up his story. And again, what we were talking about, uh, Iron Man's whole ten movie arc being wrapped up. He's he's he he started off uh, being a selfish person and ended up selfless. Mm-hmm. The the exact opposite. The yin to that yang is Captain America's story. Finally, doing for himself. He gave himself. He gave. He sacrificed his entire life for the greater good, and now he finally gets the reward of living the life that he deserves, that he yeah. has earned at that point. I just think that's perfect. Yeah. So that that brings up a a a, a funny thought, though. Oh. That like so in our timeline. Oh no. But I'm just saying, like in our timeline. So if Steve is with Peggy, yes, I does know. that mean that? He needs to hide every time other Steve Rogers shows up, and that Peggy has to like pretend that she hasn't seen him in forever. Well, like is Peggy in this time? I guess we're to assume that everything that happens still happens, right? So yeah. it's like she still is with uh, Shield, right? Uh, and lives her life, and but and she never tells Steve. Does she? She never tells Steve who she was like the 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 man that she ended up being. I don't with, think so. Right? No. That's so funny. It's weird, right, to go yeah. back and retcon but, that? But, dude, seriously, like, to think back to the end of Captain America, the first Avenger, and it's like, they had a date. They yep. were going to dance. Waiting for that dance. And, like, that never happened, and for him to finally <sighs> get that at the end, is just, it's beautiful. What the perfect way to end oh, yeah. the whole 22-film series. And if they say that there's no scene at the end of the credits. There wasn't. There, there is a little something that's worth you sticking around for. Yeah, so explain that to me, because uh, as, the, as the song fades out, right, in the last credits roll... What do we hear? We hear like some clanking. We yeah. hear like a, a hammer. A hammer on, on metal. It's a reminiscent of Tony Stark making his first suit. So is that just a nice... Uh, a little send-off. A little button to put on that? Yeah. That's what I figured. That's what I think it is, yeah. at least. Uh, I like that a lot. It, it, I do, too. It's classy. I, it's, like I said, uh, just to sum up, it wasn't my favorite of the Avengers movie uh, movies. Uh, I It wasn't what I felt like was the best of the films, but it was the best way to wrap up everything, the best conclusion is it was powerful. Uh, it was it was really skillfully done. Like the math that had to go into yes. having to put these things together. I, I tip my hat to the Russo brothers because they they took what was already kind of created and they ended up making the Marvel universe like their own. Like they absolutely they really shaped with the movies that they were given. They really shaped the direction, and the, the the MCU was never the same after they got a hold of Winter Soldier. Like the whole game changed yep. after that. Uh, and wow, what just an incredible, uh, an incredible experiment! Uh, <laughs> yes, and uh, never be anything like it again. No, I can't imagine. Like, and what do you do next? 
What do you do? Hang is, up your hat and call there, it a day, man. Is there a phase eight? <laughs> you know, do, do do you try to find an even bigger villain? Because well, I mean, that's like, the only way you could do is try to find a bigger villain for like them to have like, yeah, this just culmination. Do what they do in the again. comics. You just hit the reset button, start again, new characters, new twists on the old favorites. And now you're going to get mutants. You get the yeah, X Men, absolutely, Fantastic Four. These are characters are getting too old. Or the actors are anyway. It's 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 amazing. I'm I'm anxious to see what's going to happen next. But mm-hmm. I'm just trying to think like, are we going to have that like another twenty movie series of of <sighs> things I mean, like that? Disney didn't buy them for three point whatever billion, right? Thinking that there was an but, expiration date. But, on but this. Disney can be successful just making standalone films uh, for the most part. And I mean, something like yeah, Infinity but... War slash Endgame, dude. That is like. That that's that's insane, yeah. and and the thing is, they're seeing returns on the investment. Yeah, you don't get a one point two billion uh, opening weekends yeah. by just making standalone films, though. But can an audience? Can you sustain an audience like that? Can, yeah, there's new, always new audience members being born. Right. Yeah, you just had one. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I just feel like there's, yeah, and he's named after a fucking comic book. <laughs> one character. of the characters. So there you go. I just feel like, man, there is a, uh, a a level. What do they call that? Like when you start getting exhausted with stuff. Uh, fatigue? No, uh, I guess yeah. We call it like film fatigue, yeah. Marvel fatigue. Yeah. Uh, I'm just I'm curious. I'm curious. I don't think it's going to happen for me anytime soon, but I'm just curious to see like what's going to happen. Well, although I would say this, what's the ne- besides Spider Man? What's the next Marvel film that you're like excited about seeing a sequel? to? I'm excited to see the next Black Panther. To oh see yeah, Black yeah. Panther me too. Film. Me too. Uh, Guardians, I'm, of course. I'm excited to see another Guardians movie. Um, I'm excited to see what they do on the Disney streaming service mm. with uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, interesting. Like, now knowing what's going on with Sam. Yeah. And it's like, ooh, this could be kind of fun. Yeah, the new Captain America. Yeah, dude. Uh, but, wow. Uh, j- just wow. Like, walking <laughs> out of that. I could I could watch that three-hour movie another five or six yeah, times. Yeah, didn't feel that long, did it? Did you... Um, an event. Did you catch Howard the Duck? No, oh, he's in there. Where is he, that little fucker? When uh, when <laughs> when people are coming in through the circles and stuff, and Wasp shows up. When Evangeline Lilly shows up, if you look on her left side, mm-hmm. Howard the Duck, <laughs> fucking Howard the Duck. I have to see it again, man. Yeah, dude. Uh, did how did the the last thing? How did the 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 Me Too bit? The all the women. You know what? I had I asked Jen about that afterwards. I was like, hey, what about that one shot where they rolled out all the female characters? And she was like, oh, I didn't notice that. I was like, what? Oh, wow. I was like, I was like they kind of hit you over the head with I it. I thought so, too, but uh, I, I... Is I, it because we are dudes? That we, maybe. That we noticed it? Maybe. It was That says more about us than her. I guess. Um, yeah, it did seem a little pandering, um, but at the same time, still very empowering. It wasn't bad. Like, I'm not going to say, like, how dare they, you know? Yeah. What, the Ghostbusters are females yeah. now? Yeah. You can't do that. No, that's not where I'm coming from, too. No, I like, know. Where I'm so. coming from is just... The way it was done, it seemed very like we're playing it to the back of the room. Yeah. We want to make sure you're not missing what we're doing here. Look, here's every single female we yeah. had. It is nice to kind of see them all lined up like that, uh-huh. though. And you're like, oh, oh, it's oh, 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 shit. We got a whole fucking <laughs> like a franchise state, on our own, like a statement to like people that are like, ooh, Wonder Woman, finally, a, a, you know, a female <laughs> yeah, right. hero. It's like, bitch, we've been doing we've this. We've had this for twenty two movies. movies. <laughs> Come on now. Uh, and do you feel like Captain Marvel was underutilized in this movie? Uh, After getting her own film well, right before this. The problem with her is now they've set her up as this all-powerful being, and now they have to explain, like, 
why she can't just do everything on her own. Yeah. Why, why, even Jenna was like, why didn't she just show up earlier and we could have saved that whole battle because she would have just taken everything. And she turns the tides anyway single-handedly. Yeah. So now the, the poor screenwriters are like, well, shit, she's too powerful. We have to make excuses for her not to be there. <laughs> so, no, they can't write her in more because she would just single-handedly... Yeah. Take everybody out. Well, she takes out that ship, that that whole ship. Yeah. And I'm like, she runs, the, she flies that ship like it's fucking paper. Yeah. But then, like, she she could just do that with Thanos. Like, Thanos didn't have the gauntlet. I know, right? And she could just cut right through him. Why didn't we do that? Why didn't we just have a shot of Captain Marvel, like, doing, like, Yondu's arrow? Just, yeah, like, going right. through bing, bing, people. Bing, bing. That's funny. Oh, shit. Um, yeah, I think I think that's it. Without getting like, because I'm finding myself now going into like small individual moments. I mean, yeah. like, what do you think about that? What do you <laughs> think about this? Uh, but overall, man, really good. Like they delivered. It was mm-hmm. it was worth the wait. It was fantastic. If I I gave you my criticisms, uh, I gave you where I felt that it ranked. But uh, but man, if you haven't seen this movie yet and you've watched the Marvel Cinematic yeah. Universe, like what are you fucking waiting for? And who, I don't know who that person is though. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, the only people I know are people that like didn't get tickets in time. Yeah, and they were Dude, like, "What? It's fucking sold out." There were uh, at all the Al- Alamos. They had like screenings as early as seven forty-five a.m. and they were sold out. Yeah, or at least the good seats. Nobody wants to sit in those first two rows. And, <laughs> I don't blame them. They might as well just rip those rows out. As far as I'm concerned, actually, I feel like the front rows at at Draft House are still pretty good. They're better, but nobody wants them. Yeah, because. Other theaters have ruined us. We were sitting. I think we were like four rows back. We we were on the floor. I was literally in the last row to the very left. Oh, really? But still great great. seats, man. Yeah, you see everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, Easy access to the bathroom. (laughs) You like easy access? As I went to the the bathroom about an hour in, there was a kid flat out just sprinting down the (laughs) hall. (laughs) I'm like, oh, I know where he's going. Where did you guys see it? Uh, Alamo, the the Cedars one over here, the off of Lamar, yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> no, I referred Not to it as Alamo rental. earlier. Uh, all right. So, uh, God, dude, what? I don't even know where to go with this. Let's just wrap Leave it up. Us a rating and review <laughs> on our podcasting on the podcasting app. Uh, Five star rating would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. And uh, then, yeah, let us know what you like about the show. Uh, even if you got criticism, make it a five star criticism, and, and we'll we'll consider it. Uh, I did <laughs> post about a contest on our Facebook page. Oh. Uh, please leave us a five-star rating and then comment on that post. Uh, obviously, we had to take a little time, a little extra time, because I ended up having a kid born. Yay! So, so I wasn't Worth able it. to come back. I want to thank Michael Daly, Yay. one of our listeners, who was really trying to, like, rah-rah, get the pe- get the people going. Oh, he's the best. Uh, and, we, and we didn't get any other reviews. No. <laughs> so like, maybe, but no, I've got a... Uh, a free download of either John Wick or John Wick 2 Ooh. Uh, for some random person who leaves, yeah, leaves a review for free us. Free movie. So go ahead and do that. Uh, and then also uh, check out our website. We've got one of those, right? We sure do. It's not The Editing Bay. It's not Edit Bay. It's editingbay.com. Please go there, bookmark it. You're going to find all the social links. You're going to find uh, all of our past episodes. Because if you're subscribing, you're only getting the most recent 100 episodes that went back down. I don't know what happened that yeah, one day. Yeah, that's weird. Went to 200. But yeah, you're stuck with the most w- recent 100. Uh, unless you go to editingbay.com. Uh, all right, guys. We were going to be talking about Too Fast, Too Furious in That's honor right. of John Singleton Rest next in week. Peace. Uh, so check us out for that. Jeff, thank you very much. Yeah. Joel, always a pleasure talking Avengers and softcore porn with you. <laughs> Two great tastes that <laughs> taste, taste great, great together. together. See you guys next week. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.